A light. Winds approach, deadly approaching winds alight. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book two, Words of Radiance. This is just a quick spoiler warning for everything in Words of Radiance. (laughs) Normally I tell you what chapter we're covering, but we're doing the wrap-up pod today, so we are pretty much going to talk about everything that's in the book, and probably everything that's in the previous book, Two Way of Kings. So if you haven't caught up yet, make sure that you have. We don't want you being spoiled, because we're going to talk about a lot of stuff here. So make sure you've chosen the right episode. And I guess I say something like, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and he's hoping that our audience has really low expectations because that'll make him a god. <laughs> it's Jack. What's up, dude? <laughs> low expectations, I Lower guess. Yes, expectations. indeed. <laughs> That's what Wit says, right? In um, the uh, the epilogue. In the epilogue with uh, with Yasna. With the Yasna, yeah, bro. Oh my god. Ah, she's yes. Back. I am so uh ecstatic still from that i couldn't sleep yeah i could that was at the end of that sh- of of that last episode that we, that we recorded mm-hmm. the library i that we stayed did. up yeah i was just i could not sleep i was thinking and dreaming about this world yeah I couldn't help it mm-hmm. that makes me so happy I just, dude i love it i i really feel like the more that we're going to cover of this and, and it, like the, like these are shoes that I'm wearing. These are boots. Oh, <laughs> these are boots that I'm now wearing. I've asked of you. Did you, uh, um, because, did you steal them off of a worn... Lowly Bridgman, those boots? Did you? I think I did. Yeah. You, you um, might have, right? Yeah. Because you've already worn them and have. others have worn it as well as you've reread and enjoyed this series mm-hmm. as well as other Cosmere material. But for me, like these are, this is new. So, I feel that this is the first book where I'm starting to really get a lot more like of this world in sort of a visual sort of experience right. where I'm like, I'm, I'm actually seeing more of these characters in my mind. Mm-hmm, Although mm-hmm. They, they, I have to admit that they are quite transient. Yeah. Like other, other than Shallan's red hair, that seems to be the only characteristic of the characters that remains with me. Right. Whereas like one day I might visualize Kaladin in this kind of way or Dalinar in this way mm-hmm. and another it mm-hmm. sort of changes. Um, but in terms of the world itself, like I'm finding that I feel like Shallan is now painting for me. Right. Like I'm, I'm like seeing the paintings of the landscapes a little more clear, not with total clarity, right. just that it's getting clearer. Mm-hmm. And I, it, I suppose uh, I'm in the watercolor phase. <laughs> That's great. It's I, still, there's still a long way to go before we get to high def from like book 10. I right, think, which right, is what Sanderson right. wants that's, to well, do. Well, that's but, when they'll make a show of it, right? And then that'll be in high right. def. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. It's just, it's just unbelievable to go back and, and do a show, like we're rather do an episode here, going over this 
amazing book. Well, you like, uh, the last episode that we did, um, <clears throat> you started gushing at the end and how much you liked the mm-hmm. book. And I told you, mm-hmm. like, save it for the wrap-up pod. I'm, I'm glad that you right. expressed it when we did it, uh, when you did. But, like, I guess this is a good point as any to kind of get into it. What did you sure. What did you think of the book? Like, what did, did you like Words of Radiance? Yes. I mean, I, I don't know how... <laughs> Is there a way to say yes that means more than yes or like, like super yes? Uh, I think it's like a I should, I should be times playing yes, I think is the, the, the proper meme. Can I play the band yes while I say yes? Yes, you can. You can definitely play yes. 70s prog rock yes. <laughs> to... And then 70s prog rock yes. In addition, to in the background, I have, I have a, a videotape playing uh, Yes Man with, with, with my fellow Canadian Jim mm-hmm. Carrey. Um, yes, please. A red, yes, a bull. And th- <laughs> yeah, Red Bull. I love that I, movie so much. So do I. Uh, so the answer is yes. Hell's yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. This this book was incredible. Um, the Yasna book endings. Yeah. Which, as I went over this, it's not quite the book ending. Like her leaving the book mm-hmm. is only done in chapter seven. Right. Oh, you went back and so, took a look. I went back. Oh, good, good yeah, for you. Because Look at this. Research. I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to do some more research on this. So Careful, um, Buzzkill. You're going to might lose your job to Jack here. Yeah, you no, might, no. Um. Well, I, but, but going, going back over this material, I did realize a few things. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so opening up with, with, uh, with, with the Yasna book endings. Sure. Uh, Yasna giving Shalon the, the words of radiance prior mm-hmm. to her death. Yeah. That's such an important thing. And I really hope that it continues. I'm actually hope this is one of my hopes is that, um, that these, um, book titles are named after books. Ah, so my, so I was going to actually ask you what you thought about the third, the next book. Yeah. Then, you know, the next book's called Oathbringer and we know that is a sword. Right. Which seems to break with our way of Kings is a book. Words of Radiance it is does. a book. So yeah, I was right. going to ask you about that too. So, well, um, it could be that we are going to experience, it could be in, in typical, um, not typical, but in, uh, in Brandon, Mr. Sanderson's fashion, he might be naming the series, you know, book, book, something else like sword, sword. Um, fifth book could be something completely different and then right. back to sword, sword, back mm. to book, book. Yeah. It might, it might go like um, that. That would definitely follow a pattern that he is famous to be doing. You, I think you've, uh, we have already talked about this, but way of Kings is W O K. Yes. And then W words of radiance, radiance is W O R Oathbringer is O. You know, the title of the fourth book, which is rhythm of war, which is R O w which is the inverse of words right. of radiance of words of so a radiance. lot of people think that yeah, the book number yeah, five is yeah. going to be titled k o w for um like way of kings but backwards so he, N- the uh the knowledge of of whales the knowledge of whales actually i think whales canonically <laughs> is in no no okay no never mind let's not let's not humor that too <laughs> too much it's, it's, i don't know yeah well, so oath, so that has my, uh, my interest peaked with the with the Oathbringer thing mm-hmm. for sure. But but getting back to the highlights of the book, I mean, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you a blast. And we yeah, can, give me and, we, and and yeah, give me an idea here, of what your highlights here's the here. blast. So the words of radiance as another book, 
definitely a highlight. It was a highlight for me in in Way of Kings. Mm-hmm. I love having the, these tomes, these volumes as physical things that are in the series. Mm-hmm. I just love it. There's a change um, there too. Let me just add on to that. There's a change from the first book to the second book because in mm-hmm. the Way of Kings, we only read the Way of Kings when Dalinar is either reading it or reciting it from memory. Right. It doesn't mm-hmm. appear as yep. epigraphs uh, before the story. Whereas <clears throat> in the second book, she gets words of radiance early in the book, mm-hmm. but then loses it at sea. Right. And then we read epigraphs of words of radiance throughout the book. And then she finally gets it back in part five, the actual book. So we know right. the information we got in the epigraphs, we know that she eventually reads and that's why we know it. Right. Um, but what, it's a little bit what's different. What's the story? What, what, what's the story with uh, her getting it back in part five? Um, what's she, that again? Um, she tasked Gaz to find it. Remember? And Gaz came out running out right. to the Shattered Plains and he's all like, don't leave. I got the book. I found it. I found it. I got it. the book. Right. Yeah. You know what? Just thinking about that again, uh, almost just maybe a little bit of foreshadowing of the return of Yasna. Maybe. Like he's found the book. Lost. The book was yeah. lost at sea. It came back. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. really good, actually. Dude, I know. That's I really hadn't good. thought about that. That's why I asked you about, about the story. Right. I'm like, right. hang on, who, who, who gave this book mm-hmm. back? Part five. Okay. Um, okay. So the book, amazing. Yeah. This, this little, uh, just this little thing for me, always, always the little things, the boat that they were on, the wind's pleasure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, I just, I love the theme of the wind, the wind blowing through this whole series. I think it's going to, um, uh, the, the Sanford. Yeah, Santhid was amazing. When she, when she had to see it, which also resonates with me with the character Risen, mm-hmm. because she had to, um, she wouldn't, uh, she she wouldn't take no from from the king of the of the of Reshi Isles, right? And she had to confront the the great um, shell, the great shell, yeah, the great shell, and and it just sort of reminded me of of the willingness of of Shallan, like I I I have to do this, I have to record this Santhid. Mm-hmm. And Risen saying, no, I'm not going to take no here. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to forge ahead and, and do mm-hmm. this. Um, the Santhid for me is, uh, is also, uh, like, uh, there's a parallel there between the giant eye of the Santhid right. in the water and then the right. giant eye that we see in the chasms when Shallan and Kaladin are stuck in the, in the, the, the chasms together and they're hidden in that little right. crevice and this gigantic yeah, and eye comes eye. out. Yeah. <laughs> so I like how there's like one was peaceful and one was vicious. I just, I really like that, that symmetry there. Yep. The assassination of Yasna, not a highlight, but, but it's definitely the great mystery of this series or one of the great mysteries of this, sorry, of this series, of this book. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shallan survives this assassination uh, of Yasna, which they weren't necessarily coming for her, mm-hmm. but they were, but they were coming for Yasna. The boat burns. She's in freezing water, freezing climate. She doesn't drown. And I, I wrote down in this note here that it's like she's staying above the beads. Mm-hmm. She won't, she won't let any of this get her down. Um, so she gets to shore. She gets the, um, the trunk. She gets the, the she gets the trunk. She's trying to convince a stick to be fire. Remember that mm-hmm. moment? Such I a great stick. I am stick. Like yeah. it's such a great thing. Confronting Tavlakev, the slavers gaining control of the men, Seeing Bluth differently. Bluth is one of my highlights Dude, of the book. Bluth, 
amazing. He sadly he didn't make it, no. but but she carries him onwards because Vale yeah. wears that hat. Right. right. Vale so, wears the hat. Yeah, so yeah. she remembers mm-hmm. him throughout the whole book by by like wearing the hat. Bluth for me is um is indicative of it's like a foreshadowing of what Shalon's going to be able to do in this mm. b- story is see something differently. And then that thing she that does it. And then he, he changes and he becomes the thing she saw, the hero yes, that she yes. saw. And I love that. Yes. That's amazing. What, a, what an amazing part of the book. And it's so small. Well, it only, it, it, it literally comes and goes very, very quickly, but man, yeah. it's one of my favorites. So Bluth, so seeing him differently, but also seeing Vatha and Gaz differently mm-hmm. too. So she did it with Bluth, did it with Vas, with Vatha, did it with Gaz. Tin a little different. She right. meets Tin, learns from her, does the con of cons mm-hmm. with her. Um, you know, perception is everything. Confidence in what you put forth. Confidence in what you are. Like be be what you're going to be now. Mm-hmm. Don't wait to be it. Be it now. Right. Um, dude, chapter ten. Uh, red carpet once white. Going from a lullaby to a scream of terror. Yeah. Like that whole. I mean, it's it's a highlight for me with this book. It's really sad. Like her background story. You know, going from us finding out in this book that she was the the one who's i guess you could say responsible for her mother's death and her father's and her father's right like the necklace her father's brutality that could not be abated Mm -hmm. poisoning him with his wine yeah choking him with her necklace with the necklace while singing the lullaby Mm -hmm. that he sang to her yeah so many things there wow like it just, it's just such, I don't know, I, I'm, I, I'm gushing. Let's not forget that the red carpet once white also hung around as a theme. Um, yep. When she is safe and finally safe in Sabariel's camp, there's a luscious right. white carpet there. And then she goes from there literally into a meeting with the ghost bloods where there is a the red carpet on the ground yep. when she gets there. So there's definitely some themes there, which is amazing. And on that note, that's, that scene, um, Going back over that in the chapter, she recognizes a character in that Ghost Bloods meeting. She does, does she? Is that where we get a reference for um, for Hoyd? Hmm, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't think so. I wasn't sure. Okay. Um, I'd have to look at that again, but... Okay. Kaladin, uh, dude, in this book, Kaladin takes flight. Yeah, he does. Like that arc for him. I mean, I think as you said earlier, this book is quite a lot about Shalon. It is. Like this is Shalon's journey. We are finding ab- about her past. Mm-hmm. The arc take place takes place. She's without Yasna. Um, she in many ways I think surpasses Yasna. Uh, equals at least equals her equals Navani. Um, she saves. Everyone. She saves everyone. Who, who can be saved. Right. You know, like, so I think that this book largely is about her, but again, other arcs are important. Uh, important. Um, Kaladin taking flight, which I thought was great. Syl was concerned that he no longer laughs. Right. And then he does. Yeah. And then he gives her a nice smile at the end there. Yeah. The smile. Yeah. So, 
I find that, uh, yeah, all these little things are big highlights for me. Shalon and Kaladin in the alcove together. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's noticing her in ways. She notices him in ways. Yeah. And then, and then the battle with the, with the great shell, the conversation with the storm father and her ultimately producing her shard blade. Yeah. And giving it to him. What a great moment. Like, it is really great. Also, him mistaking when he fell. Oh, I'm the one who saved Shallan. No, you weren't. Yeah, that's great, eh? When like, they both so think they good. saved each other. Oh, my God. It's, yeah. I mean, bridge four, finding unity. Talk about, uh, with, with regards to the wind in this series, unite them is everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. Yeah, it is. It's another big thing. It's theme, about eh? the bridge. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's, it's literally in everything. Unite them with regards to the bridge, uh, with the, with the bridgemen and they are in true form this whole book. Yeah, that's great. That's a, that's a highlight for me is the way that they behave. They preemptively do their duty before anyone asks of them. They're just so well-trained especially, and, and especially Calvin said, I'm going to train all of them. Right. Remember Not that? just bridge four, but all the bridgemen. The thousand. Yeah. Dude, that took place. Yeah. That's a big highlight and a huge accomplishment of Kaladin's character mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. is that, that that took place. It's not necessarily woven into the story as you're reading it so much, but as I went over it, I just, I had to think about that. Like, like what a great accomplishment. It's funny, eh? Because they make a kind of a big deal about it at the beginning. Uh, Kaladin has this plan. I'm going to take two people from each squad, train them. They're going to go back and train yeah. them. And it's going to kind right. of spread, right? Taft's going to be and then they, responsible like, for yeah, the Yeah, and they each start having their own cook fires. One with curry, one with this. And they, right. they you know, yeah, that yeah. kind of camaraderie starts to spread, right? And we don't yeah. really see the results of it until we get to the Shattered Plains with mm-hmm. the big fight at the end. And these yeah. bridgemen are all like tightly you know uh, um uh, um inform with each other they're like they're not missing a beat you know my favorites are scar and drehi literally being able to shadow adolin the entire time yeah that stuff man it's giving me goosebumps yeah. just thinking about keeping it. up so, with him yeah it's so great keeping up with him. the respect yes. that adolin shows them like you know like uh, uh, you know i oh, guess yeah. yeah it's just so good that, it's, a- it's good that stuff. adolin grew he grew to he grew to appreciate them. Oh yeah, big time. Right? Like yeah. it was no longer you're just lowly bridgeman, although mm. he does keep that title I think for for Callie. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to go away so, anytime soon. And that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's okay. I, I find yeah. that still part of the bromance uh, yeah. that still I'm hoping is still going to cultivate. That's one of my hopes for the mm. for the future is that Adolin's killing of Sadius hopefully doesn't um hopefully doesn't overpower him. And allows him to still be the Adolin that we've that we've known. Right. Me too. Especially so because I'm hoping for that. Kaladin has thrown himself fully into honor now, into this idea of honor. Right. Right. So yeah. So and we get when we gotta talk about that too, because pattern gives a little clue that I'd kind of forgotten about with regards to We'll, 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 we'll talk about that. Okay, that's, yeah, that's in me, one of my Give me the other rest of your little highlights here, and then I want you to okay, pick so, one amongst all. So, so my little highlights continue with, uh, let's see, let's see, bridge four, their tattoos, the glyph symbols that are made for bridge four to put on the uniforms, mm-hmm. Sabariel enjoying wine and food on the shattered plains as this chaos, chaotic <laughs> yeah, battle so is going on. Paloma's oh, reading a book. Do you mind if we could have a little more brandy while, 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 yeah. while the ship's we going down? We just didn't want this to go right. to waste. Amazing. Yeah. Sabariel enjoying the, the, um, um, 
the the view while chaos is going on around him like one of my highlights for sure mm-hmm. um as well as him and his just the way he does business yeah like he set up permanent he's like no like we're, we're we're here to stay like this this uh this war is not temporary, so I'm going to make this permanent. So he has all the luxuries in mm-hmm. place for people. People are happy to work under him because yeah. he he just said, "Look, you are where you are. Right. We might we might as well enjoy this experience." And his men, ironically, they weren't uh, a mess. They were no. well trained. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, they were in great great shape. Yeah. Like I just I love that about Sabario. I also love um, about him that how easily he let himself. Um, be led by Shalon, not just to the Shattered Plains, but earlier in the High Prince meeting when she's like, yeah. oh, he's my uncle. And she, he didn't say, yeah. no, you're not. He just went right. along with it. Like, he I really like it. that, his uh, his willingness yeah. to, like, kind of play a little bit. Do you know what I mean? The wind's pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really, really fun. Yep. Um, this is, so this is one of my highlights. So many heroes. Mm-hmm. All the characters that that we just mentioned, Relaine, yeah, Relaine, Relaine, hero, Sabariel, Eshenai. I still believe Eshenai a hero because I, when she transformed in, into storm form, there was a scream of horror inside of her. Mm-hmm. That is her, and you and I talked about it with regards to how a whole contingent of the. Of the um, Parshendi got away. Right. The Thud, and the were dude. protected. Thud, and, and she allowed it to happen. Yeah, you know, I, I was literally live I, I as think, we're recording. I, I felt yeah. one way about it, and you convinced me to go yeah. the other way with it. I, I was like, there's no redeeming her. She is completely right. controlled by it. And then having seen it your way that she if she was completely controlled by it she never would have right. left led thud leave with those people no doing that was like a mercy it was something it was not a lot she couldn't do it, a lot but she did something to allow some people to survive and i like that man yeah. i like that read of it way more than i liked my read yeah. that she was too preoccupied well, to think that thud would do it i think she knew right. the kind of person thud was and was. by putting him in charge of it knew Banked that on he it. was going to just take off with those people right yeah. and then it was so cleverly hidden from venley and other eyes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right yeah i so, really like that well i hope it proves true that's one of my things my hopes uh, for the series is is that is that Esh and I did not perish mm-hmm. from being blown off the chasm mm-hmm. and that there will be more to the story about Stormform, its threat on the peoples of Rashar, as well as on the people themselves, on the Parshendi. Right. Like, it's not just a threat for for other kingdoms. Mm-hmm. It's a threat on the Parshendi them, themselves. Right. We right? also don't so, know, we also don't know what is going to happen with this Everstorm. That's something that doesn't get talked no. about in... Uh, there's uh, there's a little moment where the Stormfather tells Dalinar that, um, mm. you know, uh, that it's going to happen. And I think uh, Yasna might say it to, to Wit in that last uh, that epilogue too, that, that right. the storm is going to go through Roshar and it's going right. to change the Ancient Ones into Voidbringers. 
that doesn't necessarily mean that storm form. They referred to the storm form Parshendi right. on the battlefield as Voidbringers, the red eyes. These these are telltale signs of Voidbringers. But what happened to them turning into storm form might not necessarily be the same thing as what the Everstorm is going to do because they were already changed when the Everstorm was called. We don't right. know what spren inside the 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 Everstorm spren of him. They said what the, those spren are going to do to the ancient ones and what kind of void bringer will come about. We really don't know anything. Hmm. So that'll be interesting to find I out. I have, too. I do have a theory about void bringers, which I've already sort of hinted to you. Um, and, and we can talk about it. Um, let's see here. Um, oh, this is amazing. Sills death and return. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's such a big part of this book. It's amazing. I'm only here. Um, as as your how, how does she put it to Kaladin I I will be here as long as your oath is intact mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. like that's a really great uh, a really great highlight pattern pattern is such a highlight MVP, for this for this series bro he's an MVP pattern is amazing being able he's to really like amazing. record people's conversations and bring it back to Shalon being able to mimic those voices again later if need be like yeah. just amazing man yeah I love I love pattern and I do not want Shalon to kill him right because he said you'll get your revenge I, I hate you I know and someday you'll get your revenge and kill me that's what he says to her right yeah yeah, it's pretty sad stuff. I don't know where that's going. I, I don't know. Yim the Cobbler. This story, Yim Guilty meets the man with the crescent scar. This is, um, we know him as... Nail. The Nail and Justice. Darkness. Yeah, Darkness. You see this? Yeah. And Nail kills Nim. the Cobbler. And I think that Yim may have been using some power to heal the, ur he the urchin's foot. He definitely was. So that means that darkness, this nail character is, I think, not just meeting out some form of justice. He, I think he was looking for those with power. Right. You know what else it means too? Something that I don't know if we talked about. It also means that one of the surges that are available to an order of Knights Radiant, actually right. two orders of Knights Radiant, because one surge is always one shared by share. two, right? Right. Right. Um, is this ability to heal others we haven't seen it other than in yim but it means that they're that that's an actual power that's out there which is really great right like, yeah the picture oh, is totally. becoming clearer and clearer about what all these orders can do right risen traveling to the rush the rushy isles the these islands becoming great shells mm -hmm. like that was such a great uh, visual Risen uh, has to trade with the Reshi because Vistim is too sick. She, she comes across Axes hanging upside down. Yeah, Axes the collector. Axes so the great. collector, my man. Yeah. My, the, 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 spread the original head spread head, yeah. Um, she confronts the king, uh, Ralnan, who dismisses her, doesn't trust her, respect her, despite all of her best efforts, and she goes right to the Great Shell, slides down a rope, pleads her case the great shell breaks the rope she falls and she wakes up she's paralyzed mm -hmm. but but she's gained the respect mm -hmm. she accomplished what she needed to do right and she, she was didn't gifted give up this creature 
a larkin. Yes. Something a larkin. very, that's right. very valuable in the world of Roshar. Okay, that's going to be interesting. Hopefully they Because remember um, her Bapsk her Bapsk said that um, he tra- he traded a dead one for a like, dead one. Yeah. like an amazing treasure. Like it j- just, and so imagine what uh, an, a live one would be worth. Right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to more of that. I really hope there's more Risen in the future. Uh, Dal- you know what? Highlight for me, Dalinar secretly doing something about Amram without Kaladin knowing it. Right. Playing the long like, game. Wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and, and here's Kaladin, you know, he's, he's in prison. I'm never going to trust a light eyes again, mm-hmm. you know, never again. This is, you know, and again, that, that dark seed, if you will, of Kaladin, that cloud, he can't seem to get over it, but well-founded with regards to the light eyes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has every reason to, to hate them as a, right. as a group. Right. You, you almost kind of would want Dalinar to be like, listen, I'm working on something. Just fucking have some patience. Right. Just but, have, yeah. But he also can't do that because he doesn't know at this point, he doesn't really know which one's lying. And if he goes the other way right. and Amaram was, was the, the, the truthful one and Kaladin mm-hmm. was the one that's lying, he can't let slip that he's working on something. So I kind of right. get the misdirection and the subterfuge here. I totally understand it. I love it. It's one of my highlights of the book for sure. That's why it's there. Um, this is a highlight, but also a mystery kind of goes into what I'm looking forward to. There's more to Zale. Um, so much more. I I was expecting a lot more in this book, but I didn't quite get it. Um, I did review some of the Zale material and he saw something in Renarin that Kaladin couldn't see. Kaladin was seeing clumsiness mm-hmm. and failure and look, you're not a soldier. Stay at the back. You know, you're the last one picked. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zale's like, no. And Zale actually refuses Kaladin's training a little bit because I think he was like, you know, you know what? You need to step back. Yeah. You need to go to the back of the line, Cal. Right. Because you're not, you're not seeing this, this clearly. If I can use, um, if I can use a saying that is popularized in the NBA when one superstar is talking about another superstar. He's mm-hmm. different. This, he's different. He's, yeah. he, he different. He, he's odd. Yeah. He's this something with um, this guy for sure. So Zale um, does beat Kaladin in a, in, in a duel, right? That takes place in, in this book. Yeah. So what does that say about, about Zale? Mm-hmm. He's better than a Knight's Radiant? He's a, he's a swords master, right? He's a battle right. master. One of the things that we learn about him in those chapters is that he's not an ardent first who then right. learned how to use the weaponry to teach others. He yeah. was a, a battle master, a, a master of weapons first, and then became an ardent. So yeah, he's, he's definitely got a story to him for sure. And yeah, Sanderson is more only giving Zale. you tiny little morsels. Tiny little bits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's more to Zale. Um, you know what? Highlight. I got to do it. It's in, it's in the dark thing. It's in the red carpet. Once white. Lindavar. Lynn DeVar, mm-hmm. highlight, shielding his little princess from what happened. Right. Destroying himself in the process of that. Right. He lashes out. He's angry. He's upset, but he won't hurt his little girl. He'll hurt everyone else around yeah, him. Yeah, he'll beat the shit out of everyone else, but he won't hurt and her. That's, and that gives me goosebumps, not in a good way, in a bad way. Like, he's such a... He's such a... I'm so conflicted about Lindavar. Yeah. 
Once like you know he's the truth, protecting his little girl, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yet all of the word, the hurtful things he says to all of his sons, yep. the willingness to kill them yep. when he hurts uh, Melise. Yeah. Wait a sec. Does he not kill Melise? Oh, for sure he does. He kills her. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, like this is a beast of a, of a man. And honestly, Shalon killing him. Yeah. You know, it... It's just, it's almost, I hate to, I, I hate to say it, it's, it's like it's poetry. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy because I think that at the time when she kills him, she also doesn't really remember what he did for her. So there's like yeah. this sadness to it, right? Where like Absolutely. maybe if she had remembered or kind of right. fully known what he did for her, right? she may have not killed him, but he also needed to die because he was going to kill everyone in the family he was going to kill yeah i mean the damage that's the one thing that is just so unfortunate and tragic about lindavar Mm -hmm. is is just that is that he was protecting his little girl but it's like a beast protecting the innocent but ultimately you are a beast Mm -hmm. and it's like the little girl had to put the beast down yeah it's true. It's just so sad, dude, but it's, it's a highlight for me. It just... Yeah, I see why. I mean, I see why. There's, there's really nothing I wouldn't do to protect my kids, but what, what he right. did was he did something, he lied about it, and then that lie ate him up inside, and he became yep. a completely different person because everyone he, around him, high princes, like bastards yeah. of high princes, everyone, even low houses around him, looked at him like he was this horrible person. And he right. eventually took all that energy and became a horrible person. Yeah. In, in many ways, I think you could almost look at it like he, he sacrificed himself for her. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's that's what I mean. It's a really interesting character in this series. Yeah, I I do, I do like how the reveal at the end of the book really makes you reassess how you thought about that that oh, that character. Totally. It's really really neat. Yeah. Any other any other highlights <laughs> here before we move on? Dude, okay. Yeah, let's go. Chapter 28, Boots. Come on. Yeah. Boots. You don't so even say anything more than the just boots, boots. Yeah. Just Boots. Yeah. Boots uh Shalon Yasna's ward that kills Tin. Yeah. The one who assassinated Yasna. Mm-hmm. Well, she, she so was part of the I'm, job. What I'm that hoping, she, she didn't actually do it, right, but she was part, she was of, the part job, of the job. Right. Yeah. So I kind of want the, the Shalon Yasna hookup and it's like, yeah, I took care of that tin for you. Yeah, I, ki- no, just, I killed just, her like I killed my mom. <laughs> I killed her like I what? Killed my parents. Oh, nothing, yeah, nothing. Right. No, forget that last part. Yeah, I took part. care of her like I took care of my, my, my mom. <laughs> like I took care of my mom. What? And dad. what did you just say? Nothing, nothing. Um, <laughs> So good. Okay, dude, this for me, highlight in this book, Silfrina. We get her whole name. Yeah. Do, do we not? I think we get it in the first book. Did we not? Oh, is it Way of King? I thought it was in this book. No, I think we get it in the first Silfrina. book. Silfrina. Yeah, I think we get it in the first book. Okay, so that's, so I got that wrong. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> Edit. Yeah, gone. <laughs> Adolin, Adolin speaking to his shard blade before the duels. Yeah, that's really cool. I love it. One of my highlights, Lift. The character Lift yeah. in the Bronze Palace robbing the Prime Aquasics mm-hmm. during this, or the Prime Aquasics, whatever. Windle, her spren, eating the dinner rolls, gaining power. Yeah. She's an edge dancer. She, yeah, she made a deal with the Night Watcher in order to be able yeah. to gain Stormlight through eating food. Dude. Yeah. 
using the old the old magic yeah lift lift saves gox because someone has to care right nail is there this darkness character yeah the crescent the crescent uh scar mark or scar he's hunting lift yeah and he does say something here that her abilities could bring desolations back to the world right this is something i want to ruminate on i've talked to you about this with regards to there are certain characters in this series that are afraid of the knight's radiance and their powers. Mm -hmm. And so this whole series could turn on its head, kind of like how we're thinking with the Voidbringers. Well, first of all, not really knowing what the Voidbringers are, I was saying to you an idea like, what is the antithesis to the knight's radiant? Is that the Voidbringers? Right. Is, is Voidbringers sort of a a name for uh for the other side's champions kind of thing for the other side's champions or is it that a void bringer is what happens when a knight's radiant fails like what if kaladin like if you break your oath you're going down a different path as a radiant uh you know what if that you know turns you into a void bringer right desolation yeah uh <laughs> gox becomes the new prime aquasix with lift mm -hmm. and she and she just wants some food yeah that's great isn't it dude it's such a highlight wit wit giving kaladin the tale of fleet in music form in prison perfect right adolin putting himself in prison for kaladin yeah highlight the one who deserves it chapter melise says to shallan you're the one that deserves this right everyone else got it so it but sounds like Malise might have you, known. I think, yeah. Yeah. That's a highlight for me. Mm -hmm. That chapter, the, the one who deserves it, because Shallan is protected. Yeah. She's got this, like, shield around mm -hmm. her. She's insulated. Everyone else, it. yeah. And I think that's also part of her bridge that she carries, is that fact, mm -hmm. is that everyone else was getting it but her. Right. Um, Adolin, sorry, uh, poisoning Lindavar. We already mentioned that, um, with the black bane still returning and becoming his shard blade. Like she is the blade. Yeah. That reveal. So cool, becoming right? all the different weapons. We covered oh that before the sword, the shield, the hammer, the halberd, the knife. Yeah. To protect those you hate mm -hmm. as a highlight for Kaladin. His third ideal. To learn that, yeah, to learn it and feel like Elokar might be a hot mess. That's right, but I'm going to protect him. Right. Because he's Dalinar's that's, TN. That's not what Adolin did. Adolin did not protect Sadius. No, no, he did not. He literally right? did the opposite. <laughs> so what I, so, well, okay, of course I got to say it. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting Adolin to be a knight. I, I do. Mm -hmm. I'll just say it. I'll just say it out like that. I, of course, I want that. Right. But you, but you can't do it when you're working your dagger into, <laughs> into High Prince's uh, eyeballs, yeah. right? So, so that is a big concern for me. Lopin taking in Stormlight, I will do it too. Right. You've done it. I'm worthy. I already know I'm worthy of doing it. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. I'm just going to practice I'm, every day. I'm going to practice every day. Doesn't, doesn't need a drawing from Shallan to show him that he's different. Yeah. Because Cal's already done Lopin, that. Cal's already done mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. 
That's one of the things you brought up this book too, Dude. that, that Shalon is doing through her art with these people, the, you know, the, yep. Vatha, Gaz, Bluth, that Cal right. already did with cookouts Scar, and uh, names well. and like all that stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Taking the King Elicar, uh, <laughs> taking the King to his mom's place. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> where she's scolding him to eat his chuta. I mean, this is all amazing stuff. Yeah. And then, of course, to the glorious Urathiru, um, the ending, the oath gate, Shalon Devar saving everyone, um, the fight with Zeth. Again, going back to Kaladin's flight, um, you know, all of these things. It just and then and then ultimately ending and for me as a personal thing, the ending of Yasna's return, mm-hmm. like. Give me a break. Yeah. This, 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 this book is amazing. It's really great. So what's my one highlight? Yeah, if you had, if to, had pick to pick one, one amongst all the things you just kind of brought up. It has to be Yasna's return. Yeah. I figured it would be. I mean, it's way too personal for me. I lost her in chapter seven, mm-hmm. was really looking forward to her character developing more, but you know, and I kept harping on it, kind of like the Navani thing or other, my crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And you just kept your cool the whole series. No, you know, sometimes you have to let people go and okay. Mm-hmm. And she's and still by with the us. End of it, the, the, the Mai's still with us. That might have to be my highlight of the book is me yeah. coming up with the, she's, she's still, still with, with us thing. Though I won't, well, it, I, I but, won't use that. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is like, I went through such a wide range of emotions with regards to that character because, because you were saying she's still with us. I was choosing to see that. And, and it also kind of affected the way I, I look at, at things in general, just that when, when people are no longer with you or in your life, mm-hmm. they can still be there. Of course. So, so I started to think about that a lot and I thought, oh, this is good. So Yasna is still here and she will play in a role in the, in the series, but to actually have her returned, mm-hmm. like that cool. was, that was really good, yeah, dude. Yeah, pretty cool. Like I, I really loved it. I loved the fact that I had no clue and then, uh. The next line was on the top of the next page. Yeah. Oh my god! It, that it couldn't have been oh, per- formatted in the book more perfectly. Seriously, no. Yeah, no. I uh, for me, that's. I mean, and even, and I, I'll say this: I'm very nervous about losing her again. Right. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. So even if she's with us for only a short time in the series, um, as the series progresses, it's okay. Right. Be- because, like, like now that I've seen a character come back or that there's a power that she used that, uh, explains her, uh, her, you know, supposed death, as I was saying to you, like the, you know, the idea of, of, of illusion or that she has some kind of a power. Well, she that, was in her, um, her room in the boat when Shalon yeah. ran into the room to, to get away yeah. from her, uh, get away from the, the thugs. When the thugs went upstairs, thugs. she came back outside and she was no longer in three her room. Men. Right. She was no longer in right. her room after she had been killed and Shalon assumed that they brought her body up. But there will be, we will read the secret chapter okay. of, uh, the secret of chapter. what yeah. happened to, to Yasna in that moment okay. sometime this summer and we'll record it and put it out as a bonus. So. So, okay. So all of that, you had some questions for me. Well, I do, but the first to... thing I just want to say is I want to give my highlight to the book. Um, yeah. during my read this time, and it's probably yeah. been always my favorite of every time I've read the book. My favorite is the discovering that Adolin is in jail with Kaladin the whole time. Ugh. This is absolutely, and I've read <clears throat> four, four of the novels that I've out. I haven't read any of the, the novellas, but of the Stormlight Archive, right. maybe even of 
all the Cosmere books. This is absolutely my favorite thing in the entire series. Um, I've said to you before, I have kind mm. of a thing about friendships and stories and, you know, like mm -hmm. romances and romances, but also like friendship, you know, it's one of the reasons mm -hmm. why I'm such a, an advocate for Shalon and Kaladin being friends. It's okay that you yep. can have a little bit of romantic yep. tension there, but being Absolutely. friends is so important, you know, found family and, and all that stuff. It's, these connections are so important and they're important to me as a person. Um, so like, you know, Adolin showing that he's got honor and that he'll stay by Kaladin's side, this budding friendship, there's no bigger show of friendship than that, than what Adolin no. did. And I'd have to say that this is really too bad for, for Yakimov because he had a really good friend in Adolin and decided to betray right. him. And so, betray him in the- Sorry, yep. Yakimov, you, you lose, bro. <laughs> um, too bad for you. Um, but to, yeah, yeah, that's my highlight is Adolin in jail. It's kind of a simple thing, but it always gets me, it chokes me up. It gets me goosebumps. Uh, I just, it's, it's, it's no simple thing. It's, it's a huge part of the book. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. No doubt about it. Yeah. It's huge. Um, no, I, I, I agree with you. It's, I mean, every little one of my things I listed here, it, it stands out for me with this, with this book. I'm only going to list the, uh, the Yasna thing because it's more personal, right. but I, I agree with you. I think Adolin putting himself in, as you said, demonstrates honor. The question is, what happens to characters that demonstrate it here and there? Right. Because killing Sadius in that way, that's not honorable. It's not. It's not. But no. he, but Adolin doesn't care about being honorable in that moment. All he cares about is protecting his father. No. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Yeah. And I love the fact that he realized that he's like, this is never going to stop. And I love there's, I love it that there's a character that makes a decision like that. You know what? Screw right. this. Right. I'm not living by anybody else's rules. I'm going to take right. him out right now. It's against what my right father now. wants. It's against a lethic custom. It's not honorable, right. but it is what needs to happen right now. And I love it. Right. I think it's fantastic. Now, mm -hmm. what it means for the future of the books, who knows, but in the moment, I, I fucking love it. Well, who, who knows? Is this uh, indicative of Voidbringer type behavior? Yeah, we don't know. We don't really know what, what any um, of that really means yet, right? So is, is this preemptive by him doing this? Is this an indication that he has some of the Blackthorn in him? Mm -hmm. I like that. I actually will, like that. Because we've talked about thorn... him being the White Spine, but maybe he actually might be the Blackthorn. I like that a lot. Well, I think, I think Kaladin's the White Spine. Well, in the... In the White Spine Uncaged chapter, right. that reference mm -hmm. is to Adolin, that he is the White right. Spine being uncaged. The White Spine. But I do like that that, that reference works for, for both Kaladin and um, Adolin, I think, so. Maybe it's the whole father-son sort of uh, yin-yang there mm -hmm. that, uh, that, that Dalinar has already been the Blackthorn, right. becoming a White Spine, and his son is about to enter the Blackthorn right. to potentially maybe become a White Spine yeah. later on. Well, the White like Spines that. are pretty vicious too. So <laughs> they are, it's, they it's are. just interchangeable dialogue <laughs> here. Um, so before we move on to uh, our mailbag portion here, we have, um, by the way, sure. we have questions from uh, our Discord f friends. So, but before we get there, I do, I would be remiss to not to mention um, this perspective theme that we found in this book. Yeah. We kind of stumbled mm -hmm. upon it. It wasn't something that I was looking for. I, like I said, I've read the book many times. It wasn't something that I was specifically looking for, but we did find it. And in many different areas, one of the most 
clear and amazing uses of it. And I think you pointed this out when we read the chapter is, um, the, the with Reshi Risen. Isles? Yeah. The Reshi Isles. She, their, yeah. their boat is far away from the isle. It looks like an isle. Approach the isle. It looks like a creature. Get on right. the isle. It's an isle again. Get up jungle. to the top. Yeah. And then we see the gigantic head. It is now a creature again. So the perspective yeah. on this one thing flips back and forth and back and forth. And, yeah. I really, really love it. This is a, it's, it's expertly done by Sanderson. It's just really, really well crafted. It's like so many of these things with the wind and unite them. Mm -hmm. it, it permeates the entire series. Right. So, you know, I don't think it's crazy of me to suggest that, uh, you know, that, that the Knight's Radiance could be on shaky ground right. with their powers and that other people might not be so crazy with not being super excited about their return right? or being cautious about it. Mm -hmm. It's true. Right. We don't, we don't know anything right now. All we know is we know Kaladin. Yeah. We know Shalon. Yep. The four. We know Dalinar. And we know Renarin, yeah, the four. The four at the end, dude. That's a highlight, Renarin. Now that Yasna's back, it really should be the five. The five. And I really love this because with the Parshendi, remember they talked about the six? And they had all the different forms, and there, were there, there was a council of the Parshendi, and they were called yes. the six or the five or whatever. And yep. it was one for each form. And then they were like, well, now that we have storm form, should it be the seven? Like, should we add a person to the council? And I like the symmetry right. there with the, you know, it was declared there's four right. of us, but now that Yasna's back, it's actually five. So maybe it should be the five. It's really, really cool. Hmm. That's cool. I yeah. didn't think about that. I, I like that. So let's get back to this. Uh, let's get to the discord mailbag here. Um, sure. So today I asked some of the family, um, uh, what they'd like to ask you. And I picked like my four or five favorite questions here. So let me just sure. read some to you here. Okay. So P flume asked, what mm -hmm. is Jack looking forward to learning the most in the upcoming books? Like uh, any <laughs> mysteries or secrets that need to be revealed? And one of the examples I, I want to throw out here is you've mentioned yeah. before you are very curious about Dalinar's wife and what the oh, whole yeah. story is behind that. Yeah. Um, you yeah. don't have to pick that Big as your time. answer, but is there anything like that in the stories that you want to know about? Well, it, it is my top answer. Mm -hmm. I, I would say that is, is l learning, learning about his past. I'm also fascinated by, by learning more about the Blackthorn. Right. And, uh, these, these other days of old between him and Sadius. Like, I, I would love that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there's definitely um, like a, like a, a bro squad of Gavilar, Sadius, absolutely. Dalinar, and even Amram's in there. Cause you, Amram is Dalinar's Amram's, best friend. Yeah. You know, Gavilar and Sadius were best friends. And, Dalinar has said that Amaram was his best friend. So it sounds like they were all kind of, you know, broing out together and shard armor and giving high fives. But, and but then, but then, but then Gavilar was becoming better friends with Amaram. Right. That's true. Yeah. Because and they had like a an secret alliance thing there. on the side. Yeah. Right. That's right. So, so that's, that's interesting. Right. And then they were sort of, I guess, you know, they were, they were ch ch uh, chiding Dalinar for, you know, uh, um, going in a new direction um his adherence to the way of kings mm -hmm. was uh, silly or too much um so that i'm very very curious about that mostly his wife yasna returning with her mom with navani oh like um yeah. you're looking looking forward to um that reunion oh you want to yeah. see their reunion yeah that's great i want to see their i want to see their their reunion if we can get that mm -hmm. and also with shalon um big mysteries what does truthless mean? Right. 
It's a good question. With 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 Zeth. Mm -hmm. Zeth's continuing story. Like I'm fascinated by that. Teft. What's Teft's story? I think there's a story there. Mm -hmm. Really curious about that. Um, we get pieces of it, right? We know that he was, his family was part of this group, the Invisagers, who tr put themselves in mortal danger in order to try to activate powers. Right. And that the whole group of them ended up either dying or they got arrested and killed by, like, the local magistrates because they were, like, you know, remember Tef said the, the funny thing is, is that they were killed for trying to kill themselves. Right. Right. So what was the point? What was the point? Yeah. yeah. I'm very curious about Oathbringer, the blade. Right. What is it? Mm -hmm. Is it a book? Mm -hmm. Is it is Oathbringer a book? Mm -hmm. The the Bondsmiths, um, which was referred to in chapter forty four, one form of justice. It said that there were three Bondsmiths. Yeah, there's not a lot of them. There's not a lot of them at any time. Right. Yeah, which is cool. So their so their numbers could be three. The thing that I'm really curious about is is Oathbringer the sword that knights the knights radiant hmm. that's cool like is is there is there a point at which like i know that kaladin says the knights have returned and i'm back mm -hmm. but it, it doesn't feel like the whole thing is known accepted like you feel like there should be the, some ceremony like behind it or something like some kind of well, visible like the like the church should get behind it right you know what i mean like like there needs to be more um I guess acceptance. Yeah, and then the church is a whole maybe, other, a whole other bag of uh, dicks, right? Like, did I just come up with a? <laughs> did I just come up with a saying? The church is a whole bag uh, of dicks. I apologize, well, listeners, if that offends you, but I think I might have to use that it. again. That's I might have just stumbled upon something here. Um, that's funny, dude. Um, <laughs> um, but the but Oathbringer, yeah. So I'm 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 curious about that, about it being a book. Yeah. Is it is it as well a, a, a tome? Um, is it more than just a sword, the spren that's associated with it mm -hmm. in, we, we could assume that it's in part this kind of strange alliance that's been struck with the storm father, yeah. but is, is there something else to Oathbringer? Yeah. Is it very independent? Um, I want to bring up this little point. Um, does wit have a soul? He says in this that he's either spiritually bankrupt, spiritually compromised. I, I, I missed, I tried to get the language and I couldn't find the exact uh, place. But what I want, I, I want to know more about Wid. Yeah. He's a mystery. Um, how he just, how he shows up um, when he was the driver of the carriage and then he disappears. Yeah. He shows like, up at Middlefest when Shalon's young. Remember he says to her, yes. oh, you're the reason why I came. Like he knew he right. had to be at Middlefest. He just didn't know until he met her that she was the reason he had to be here. Had to be there. Because remember he tells, so he what, said, I told your brother, Helleran, that I was coming this way and he gave me a message to give to your father. So he was already right. going to Middlefest. And right. she was, and didn't the, know, he didn't know the reason until he got there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's something. Yeah. He's a really, he's a conundrum. And him also saying that he's not necessarily, necessarily an ally of Dalinar's. Mm -hmm. Remember that in this book? Yeah. He did say that. That's yeah. Right now that's our, like, our goals are aligned, know. but I will burn the world to the ground if I have to, to get what I want. Yeah. So all of that, I don't. <laughs> I don't understand. So uh, there's there's something there's something wrong with uh, with wit. Yeah, I don't know what's what it is. Um, I did ask in here. Uh, like I am afraid of losing Yasna again, yeah. but that's okay. okay. I, I I 
it's fine. Yeah, I, I can deal with it again if it happens. Well, that's good. Let, let, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, uh, well, um, on that point, like I, I've dealt with it already, so, um, you know, it's enough for me to know that these powers exist and it opens up all kinds of possibilities for me. In fact, it actually unnerves me even more because wouldn't the same be extended to villains that might be conquered or disappear mm. in this series? True. So as a reader, you're, you're never going to know until you're finished reading, right. which is an amazing thing for him to accomplish. Mm -hmm. I just, I love yeah, that. Keep you in suspense. Um, to keep you in suspense. Speaking yeah. of Yasna, there's another question here from Itzazer and Sergeant Rock. They both asked mm -hmm. similar questions, mm -hmm. so I kind of just paraphrased it. What will sure. be Yasna's role now in the books? You know, before she was the mentor, she was right. the only one looking for truth. She was like the, this like Harold, the, not Harold, but this precursor of trying to make, bring attention to the fact that the Voidbringers are back. Now, Rathira's already been found, the Knights Radiance uh, have been refounded, and everyone knows that the Voidbringers are coming back. So what, 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 where, how will she, you know, go about things? Like, what do you think her role is going to be here? So, okay, so a few things. I would say about that is she either has the opportunity to provide a new challenge for Shallan mm -hmm. um, in terms of understanding more about Urathiru, understanding how to unite them. Maybe her position shifts from, um, you know, being concerned about the return of the Voidbringers with regards to the soul suspicion being on the Parshendi, mm -hmm. but m maybe it turns to well, maybe we should be helping the Parshendi right. to get rid of this storm form. Right. So maybe her intellect, her her um, her um, Veristatelian qualities can be put to good use there, along with Navani. Um, I think more and more about unsolving any further mysteries that come. There's going to be so much. How right. do, how do we deal with this Everstorm? Mm -hmm. So that's the new challenge. So maybe Yasna could be, you know, put to good use there. I think Wit was kind of saying at the end of there that he wants to like work alongside of her. Mm -hmm. um, so the other thing, though, I have to say, with everything being done, all the all the goals that she had set, and now they're accomplished largely by Shalon with her alliances with Dalinar and Adel and Navani uh, and Kaladin, um, kind of similar to Adolin. Um, Yasna could be put in the position of being maybe a little jealous. Right. Um, Yasna could be on a trajectory that does not handle this very well. Right. She's no longer Yasna Kolin. In a, in a way. Right. Right. So I'm, if I was a writer of this, I might consider going in that trajectory to give the audience something different, but I don't know. Um. I guess I'll handle all of those things in stride mm -hmm. if that if that be uh, the trajectory for Yasna. Right now, I'm hoping for a return to her mom and a return. Uh, it'd be kind of cool to have some adventures with her and Wit wherever they are. Right. This kind of thing that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, because she says at the end of that epilogue, "Oh, well, this might actually end up yeah. being a more productive walk than I thought it was going to be." Because like she's like, "Oh, Wit's going to be annoying," but he gives her some information. She's like, "Hmm, this might be better than I thought." I'll actually bring right. your attention to that epilogue for a second here and just say, I'll look, sure. let, we'll end this question with this, that mm -hmm. she may not necessarily be totally useless because she says that she learned much 
when she was over in Shadesmar. She learned a lot while she was there about some, because she remember she says, that's not how it happened the last time. Meaning right. the desolation didn't start this way the last time. And she right. says, I learned much while mm. I was over there. So she may have acquired knowledge while she was over there that she has yet to yeah. tell us what it is. Right. So she might still be of use, I think. Um, so I think so. I'm hoping. So our good friend Peppy, no, no, no. He, um, <laughs> he, uh, asked, um, does the resurrection of Sil, Yasna, and Zeth make you more skeptical, skeptical about potential character deaths? Like, does it dull your, like, are you going to be even that scared anymore about people dying if they're just going to be able to come right back? I'll, I'll say, I'll say this. It makes me, as I was just saying a moment ago, mm -hmm. it makes me more unnerved because now with these possibilities, um, being present mm -hmm. in the series, it means that anything can come back. Right. So we now have Zeth coming back. Um, you know, I, I feel that that no matter what happens to any of the threats now i feel that there that there can always be a a return right and that is uh unsettling right and and being so. and being comfortable in your the survivability of your favorite characters is also mm -hmm. not a really good place to be especially if something you know real happens do you know what i mean like yeah, we could exactly. be being duped by sanderson too so um well, that's the whole thing. Like the whole thing could take a, a whole new meaning if, uh, the Knights Radiant are being formed for the wrong reasons, mm -hmm. or if they get led down a path that is, uh, that is not honorable or in some way aiding about the, the, the desolations. Like what that one character was saying, uh, that I found earlier, um, that was concerned about their return. Uh, it wasn't darkness. It was, um, yeah, it was darkness or was nail. Yeah. yeah. Like you yeah, nail the, was concerned you, with lift. Right. Yeah. You in could the text bring with them lift. back kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, I like to think that these other concerns of these, you know, villains, uh, if you will, in the story that they're also not completely stupid. Right. Right. Like they, they have their own reasons right. their own for motivations. being concerned, just like Sadius has his own reasons mm -hmm. for being concerned about Dalinar. Yeah. The ghost blood you know? said to Shalon, you have no idea what we're up to. No idea. Right. So they may seem like villains now, but maybe they're trying to save the world. Look, Teravangian, maybe he's, he's tr said he's trying to save the world. Things are very yeah. gray. It's dude. It is so complex. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, wit, um, wit's a big thing for me. Uh, I want to see more from brother Lon. Mm-hmm. And Queen Asadon. Yeah. I want to see more of that in the next Teravangian and Dalinar, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um here, let's get to the uh, let's gra get to these last questions. Who is Graves? Here. Yeah. Graves. Well, he's part of the diagram, we know that. Right. Yeah. Okay, so here, let's move on to the next question here. Last cup of milk sure. asked, What are your thoughts on the future of Moash? Oh, <sighs> Well, my first thought was that if, if there was an antithesis to the Knights Radiant, like another organization, mm -hmm. Moash, Amaram, um, Sadius, no longer, I suppose, but not necessarily, uh, Zeth, you know, would make interesting candidates for, for, for this sort of thing. So I was curious about Moash 
kind of continuing to be led astray mm -hmm. um, and he hardens his position and maybe views Kaladin as, um, you know, more and more of a threat or a problem, um, you know, completely changing his perspective of what he's been through in Bridge 4, like undoing this great thing that he's been given. Right. But it comes completely undone. Like he, he, he could, uh, I, I'm, I'm concerned about that. The most I could hope for, obviously, with Moash is that he comes to his senses and uh, either aids Kaladin from within in the association with Graves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that would be the most I could hope for is that uh, some kind of triumphant sacrifice or return, a sacrifice would be really great. That, uh, it would it would kind of be a little similar to Relaine being willing to infiltrate his own people um and providing the intelligence that he gave Dalinar right. on the Shattered Plains, mm -hmm. right? Like again, yeah. So many so many heroes. Yeah. So for Moash Yeah, I I think that a hardened position becoming more the villain, if you will, um, could be a great possibility for that character. Mm -hmm. Although as readers, we obviously wouldn't want it. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, and then the other great thing could be that um, while on that path, um, he could see his role as undoing some of the damage that he may have caused. Right. Well, we know that he, at the end of the, um, of the book, he seems regretful that he went down this path. He's with Graves right. and he's like, what the fuck did I get myself into? And, right. um, the other th point I would say about Moash before we move on here is that <clears throat> Kaladin lamented the fact that he was going to have to tell the other guys about Moash and we right. didn't see that scene, whether it happened off screen or not, uh, off page or not, we haven't seen it, but Kaladin was worried that he'd have to tell the boys about what he did. So yeah. Oh, well. I like to think that Kaladin would not tell them. Right. That's true too. He, he might, uh, might be better left unsaid. So this next question here is an amalgamated question between, um, Ashlyn mm -hmm. and Brian Taylor. They both asked similar questions. So cool. I, again, I kind of like jumbled them together. Um, do you have mm -hmm. any theories about next book specifically? What do you think awaits Kaladin now that he's about to return home to Hearthstone or at the very least, that's what he wants to do. Right. And then the other question is, yeah. which yeah. character do you think the flashbacks are going to be about? Jeez. So what, um, what about the Kaladin hopeful, one? So what do you, th what do you think about? I'm hoping that Oathbringer. Okay. So with, with Oathbringer, yeah. I'm, I'll say that uh, the flashbacks, my guess would be that they're about Dalinar. Because of his sword so, was Oathbringer and stuff. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. So I think it, I think it would make sense if Oathbringer, so if Way of Kings is largely, let's say about Kaladin's journey, mm -hmm. which I would say, Book two, Shalon. Book three, Dalinar. Um, book four, Gaz. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, don't Sorry. leave out Gaz. I'm just saying, I, um, I love Gaz. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say that that would be my guess with regards to uh, the flashbacks. What about Kaladin returning um, to Hearthstone? What do you think about that? So what I think there would be the most uh, heartbreaking in a way for Kaladin is that he's treated the same. Right. Is that he gets there. Like I, I kind of, I'm, I apologize. I, I think I've forgotten what the results were from the 
high princes that were left or high, the high prince that was left in charge of Hearthstone. Um, was this uh, uh, Bright Lord? He wasn't a high prince, but he was Bright Lord Rashon. Okay, yeah. so if if he is still there... Yeah, we don't know the state of the city because it's been almost maybe over two years, maybe even longer years, since yeah. he's, been, he's so, been gone. We don't... I, I have to look back and see what the timeline is, but it's been years since Kaladin's been home. So I'm curious about how he's treated. Right. And what he will say to anyone who treats him the same. Right. Who dismisses him. Right. I'm curious about whether or not he will stay as surgeon. Right. You know, like his dad did. Right. What if he gets back home, has a change of heart about everything, and, uh, you know, wasn't there one or two... um other characters introduced to with Kaladin. I can't remember their names now, sadly. Um, that that Kaladin was a bit sweet on. Yeah, but there was uh, Laurel, you know, which was his uh, the girl that um, his dad Liren and her dad, which was the Bright Lord Wistio, right. um, Wistio were going to set right. them up mm-hmm. when they got old enough. They were going to set them up for marriage, more than likely. That's what it looked like. Right, and then Wistio died. And then Rashon, didn't Laurel betray him? Well, Rashon came back in, and Rashon came to the picture, right? Rashon gets yeah. sent there by um, Dalinar because Rashon is the bright lord right. that ended up throwing Moash's grandparents in jail. He gets sent right. to Hearthstone and then he is going to marry the former bright lord's daughter, which is Laurel. He's going to, and Laurel sort of goes along right. with it because she doesn't really have any other choices. Like all of her money is tied, okay. all of the money that she uh, is supposed to have is tied up in the estate that was given to Rashon. She has a little bit of her own money, but yeah, it's a very complicated scenario. Um, but uh, yeah. So Laurel, that could be something interesting. I thought there was something with Laurel and Rashon's son and insulting Kaladin Rillier, in the kitchen. Yeah, when they were younger, but Rillier dies. Remember he gets killed by the white spine. Yeah, I know so. by the white spine. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so I'm kind of curious about that with, with regards to the return to Hearthstone is whether he'll stay. Like, it's like, it's a character going home. Right. If you, if you're home Mm -hmm. and it feels like home. It's interesting because most fantasy characters leave home and don't really return until the end of the story, you know, a la Lord of the Rings and Wheel of Time is similar. Um, but, um, though one of the characters in Wheel of Time does return, but, um, but yeah, so that's, it's interesting what he'll so find. So I'm curious, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. All right, so we, mean, we're running uh, out of time here, but I want to go lightning round style. I got a few, a couple kay. questions here. Okay, let's go. Um, <laughs> favorite Spren. Oh gosh. Favorite Spren? Oh, it doesn't know, have to seal? be bonded Spren. It could be anger Spren or rain Spren or. Oh, I see. It could see. be any of the Spren, yeah. Oh, um, hmm. I don't know. I like creation spren, even though apparently they're useless. Yeah, and they're very rare too. Um, I would say uh, incarceration spren because that's what Axes mm. was looking for and what Kaladin yeah. saw when he was in jail. When he was in right, jail. Right. What are those? Yeah, yeah that's really fun. Her, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. But Sil, Sil so far is my, uh, is my favorite. Yeah, she's, but she's I mean, great. Pattern, amazing. Windle, yeah. awesome. Ivory. I'm so curious about Ivory. Yeah, I want Ivory, ivory in the oh, next Oh, and guess book. what? Gliss Renarin's spren. Gliss Renarin's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we don't we know anything Gliss. about Gliss, right? So this is so all many things yeah. to look forward to. Okay, oh, next. Yeah, lots um, of treats. Do you yeah. have an alternative title for the actual book oh. Words of Radiance? No, I do not. 
Um, I never thought of one. I don't, did I think of one for words of no? We never had this question so. before, so it was. It, you know what? It, th that's a very tricky question. It is very to tricky. Ask it's really good it, though because because it, it's a great question. It's just that it's so. Um, the books are so aptly named. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like naming them after these tomes that become part of the the book experience, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um I'd I'd have to think a lot about about that. Um I would probably try to name it something cryptic that refers to Shalon's journey, the revelation in her past. Like illusionist power or something like that. Yeah, What's that something line that uh, Yasna says to her that's a chapter later on. Um illusionist perception or something like that. Mhm. Mm Could be that. I don't I think words of radiance honestly I don't think it's possible to beat it. It's hard it's um, hard to pick one because of the fact that um the fact that like Sanderson has done, he's named the book after a book. So Oh, I've got it. Go ahead. I have my title. Mm. Hallways and alcoves. Yeah, there you go. That is the that's the naughty book <laughs> sorry, that Al High Princes alcoves order and hallways from. If if you want to be alphabetical, right? Yeah. That's that's the naughty book that the High Princes order from uh, her her dad's. Yeah, that's it. Alcoves and that's, yeah. uh, hallways. Um, okay, next here, this is the last one. Um, yeah. Of all of our inside jokes we made as we recorded this season which is your favorite these were all submitted from the okay. uh, the, the, the the discord family is it the alcove is it right oh that's a good one renarn voice a holdover from first season is it <laughs> held over from <laughs> is it the bastard in yakaved with the uh, heterochromatic eyes is actually david bowie uh -huh, Although, yes, and I also have right. to say that it's amazing that the first That's... season we had a mysterious presence of Prince in our first season, and then David yeah, Bowie in our second, so I'm very curious which <laughs> rock star is going to be in our third season. Um, or is it creme brulee? What was the creme brulee joke Because the creme, and you're like, you know how creme, and you're like, it's better than creme brulee. Oh yeah, the creme. Yeah, yeah you made it a couple brulee. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I like all of those. Well, I, okay. It's no secret. I'm still not wild about the Renard joke. Well, I'm not. Are I'm you, still, are you, more, I mean, are I you less it? wild now that uh, he may be it's autistic just, and I might've been making fun of him the entire time? No. Cause I think that might no, make no, it no. funnier, but I, like not in a good way. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, no, I, I never thought anything like that. No, it's just that w when you did it, I'm like, I was trying to like imagine this character and imagine the scene. Yeah. And then you just, when, when the first time you did it, it was just such a shock. I was like, right. what? Like, no, that's not him. That's not yeah. the, and you're like, no, it is. Had that's you, it. had you not and, even re re reacted to it it would literally have died that moment it would have died but because you yeah. were so adamant that that's not how he spoke i'm like yeah i wrote it in my notes keep doing the fucking yeah. voice keep doing the yeah. renarm voice no i i love it I, it's it, it takes me out of imagining that character but i suppose that's the joke right. is that's the fun mm -hmm. part of it um, it sounds like you're picking uh, renarm as your answer here at this it's uh, well it sounds like a big renarm i think i'm gonna go with my favorite <laughs> my, my my favorite joke i think has to be uh alcoves alcoves is um, really really funny as the returning joke of the season i mean i was gonna pick relin the uh, i think his name is relin eh? the david bowie character yeah exactly yeah yeah, the, yeah so i was gonna pick that one because of course i love my rock and roll yeah. um so david the david bowie joke the creme brulee is good mm -hmm. that's funny it is really funny um but uh, when we were riffing on alcoves back and forth together and making fun of it and, and sliding in the hallways kind of thing, uh, I'm probably going to pick that one. Cool. 
I'm going to pick uh, yeah. creme brulee just because it was fucking hilarious <laughs> and I did not expect it. It was expertly uh, maneuvered by you in the joke. I forgot so, all about it. Yeah, I it. loved it. I think it's one of my uh, my definitely high- highlights of the season. Um, right. Okay, right. so yeah, that, uh, that wraps up our mailback. Um, so we're going to actually pivot now and go to a segment that we um, will be doing with Joel Hayes, who's our, our, our friend, our brother mm. from Colorado. He um, mm-hmm. is the one that's been compiling these uh, theories and predictions. And thanks to everyone else on the Discord who have been actually writing predictions and theories when they come up and adding them to the list. Um, so yeah, we're going to throw it to you and me and Joel. So uh, everyone enjoy. We have a very special guest with us today. Um, you may know him as Santa Cruz on Discord. Jack and I know him as Barivar, the uh, paladin in our D&D game. But he's also known in Colorado as Sexy Joel. I, I don't know if that's true. Welcome to the show again, buddy. Joel Hayes, what's going on, man? Oh, hey, nothing, not too much, guys. Uh, I don't know if I'm very special or sexy, but I am here and uh, ready to do some predictions. You're, you're both those things to us, bud. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. <laughs> so you have come on yet again at the end of a season to talk to us about what? How did the meme go, Jack? The uh, um, I well think thought it was out to discuss to discuss the well thought out but wildly inaccurate uh, <laughs> predictions of Jack. And thank right. you very much for uh, for you know giving me a paper cut and pouring lemon juice on it. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been kind of tracking and i, I see it. that um a lot of the other discord family have been actually adding to the the file this year in the discord channel to uh kind of pick up on a lot of the predictions so you've been compiling that all year you kind of parsed it out according to character is that right yeah so first of all uh thanks to everybody that's been uh helping me track all of jack's predictions Compile there's a lot of discussion <laughs> going on in the channel which is just a blast and we're not going to get to everything today. There's a ton of stuff that got added to the Discord channel. So if you're interested oh, wow. in, in more of Jack's predictions that we don't cover on the episode, join us on the Discord. Um, there's, I mean, everybody's been joining in. We've been having a good time talking about, especially the larger Cosmere <laughs> stuff that we won't cover in the episodes uh, that Jack touches on accidentally. And so it's it's a great channel to be a part of. So And thanks for for everybody helping out. Yeah, last last time we did this for Way of Kings, um, we kind of graded Jack on uh, like three kind of categories: a right prediction, a wrong prediction, and a still pending prediction. Mm, and you've kind of decided this year, Joel, that we are n- not going to do pending anymore because there's just too many wider secrets to cover. And so, really, going to just examine the things that are kind of have revealed themselves as being right or revealed themselves mm. as being wrong. Yeah, and I didn't want to point to something that jack said that he doesn't know that is particularly important right um point it out to him and then have him go oh well you know i need to start paying attention (laughs) to that and you know we're trying not to give him any hints or uh ideas that he hasn't come across yet in the text right can i introduce the possibility of maybe like a grayscale somewhere in there where maybe i'm not exactly right maybe i'm not exactly wrong it's like sepia tones of <laughs> maybe i'm like yeah sepia grayscale porridge that goldilocks chose yeah, the middle you know, one are... like it's this bed i have to i have to bend my knees but at the very least it's comfortable kind of thing like yeah yeah there yeah. have been some people pushing for at least like 0.5 of a point or point you know a quarter of yeah. a point on the channel based Some honorable on mentions what you've said yeah. uh but I'm some super, people are I'm harsh man stoked. people are That's... taking points away from you already in the chat before we even started the episode so taking points away yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's uh, let's have at it then, Joel. What 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 have you got for us? Um. So I thought we would start with, uh, like Sean said, I kind of realized that all of Jack's predictions in this or in this season have been mostly character based, as we're getting a lot of character development and not not so much world building, kind of until mm-hmm. the end of the book. Um. So I thought we would start with Moash uh because because you started uh, in on moash really early in this book um mm-hmm. uh, as early as I episode did? three really yeah so in episode three you guys are talking about um moash getting the tat the the uh tattoo and they're all all bridge four is getting the tattoos on their forehead mm-hmm. yep and moash uh gets doesn't get his on his forehead he gets it i can't remember where he gets on his it, arm i think on his arm i think yeah and uh and jack you said in that in that episode, I think Moash not getting the tattoo on his forehead is foreshadowing something bad. Um, and so right off the huh. bat, and then and then not too long after that, interesting. Uh, and not too long after that, then you're uh, someone I I can't remember who it was, but someone quoted you as saying, "I really hope I don't come to regret my love for Moash." Uh, <laughs> and that was episode sixteen. Right, so you're moving I, down the line here. Um, okay wow and then and then a little while after that to add on to that prediction you then you start to predict that um cal and moash are going to have some kind of confrontation about the king's assassination right so that's kind of where you ended your predictions because soon after that we start to get some uh some resolution right right and then we got the actual invitation from moash to for Kaladin to be a part of this. Right. They do the meeting right. at the bar. So then that was... Moash convinces right. him to come out to the bar, and then he's like, hey, Graves, check yep. this out. My friends who are conspiring so, to kill the king. So I, I, I remember that, um, you know, vaguely. It's, 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 it's uh, so much fun to go back to things that were said at the, at the beginning of the book, because I'm, I'm only suspicious of everything. So right. it's so, Especially it's so Navani. Way, so, <laughs> especially Navani. Especially right. Navani. So right. like... Fuck that bitch. So I remember this, 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 this Moash moment, not, not getting the tattoo. Really, I was just trying to read into, well, well why him? Why, why did he do it differently? Um, why is Bridge 4 not on his, on his forehead, like where everybody can, can see it, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I don't think I knew back then, and I certainly didn't. And I really didn't expect Moash necessarily to be willing to stand against Kaladin, um, but I remember being suspicious of another character as well in that kind of way. You remember a character that was very curious about all of Kaladin's yeah, moves? Yeah, it was um, Sigzil. When Sigzil first was like, we should right. be categorizing and writing down everything. Yes. And I was like, yeah, well, Sigzil's kind of a scholar. He, that's what he does. He wants to quantify everything. And you were like, right, then he, he can just tell all the secrets. And I'm like, motherfucker, right. like, leave Sigzil alone. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Well, if if and I said to you, what did I say? <laughs> if Wit trusts him to be his apprentice, you should trust him too. Right, but what if you're leading me away from? I always, that? I am. You can never trust me. I'm the one who's untrustworthy. I now. know. I I'm Navani. I have because, become Navani. Yeah. Um, right. But so, okay. So for this one, I think that um, it is part prediction, part you picking up on foreshadowing here, right? 
Um, Moash think, having the tattoo. Is, yeah. yeah, Moash having a different spot, yeah. to, to tattoo on a different spot is definitely a little bit of foreshadowing that something that he will be apart from the rest of the men. He's apart, making a, a cho- choice yeah. right now with the tattoo that yep. to be different from everyone else. And he now at the end of the book is apart from everybody. So I have my little piece is, of paper. Yeah. You guys can see here. I have right and wrong. I have a tiny little piece of pe- paper and I've given okay. you a check mark on right. So you got to write one there. All right. Think. You think, uh, yes. you, would you agree with that, Joel? That's kind of an accurate oh yeah absolutely um i mean it was pretty impressive for for the very first point of foreshadowing that maybe something was happening with moash jack picked up on it instantly and i thought this one was uh was pretty impressive from the very beginning (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) and you guys know my secret i was as i was telling you guys before is i just am suspicious of everything so that's (laughs) how i end up being right about anything so or wrong that's my secret and you said something like, I uh, I just say a bunch of words, blah, 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 and then some, blah, blah. eventually something will be right in it. Right? That's true. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay, well, that's that's cool. That's a good one. So what do you got next? All right, so I thought I'm going to, kind of going from smallest to biggest reveals at the end of the book here. So I, I like this, um, yeah. But um, mm. the... The next character that we look at that Jack kind of made some some predictions throughout the series or throughout the book was Renarin. And mm-hmm. you started in on Renarin pretty early as well. Not quite as early as Moash. Okay. Um, but so, and there's a couple of things here. So mm-hmm. the, the first one, um, your first prediction about Renarin is that um, he doesn't agree with the war. Um, he doesn't like what's going on in this war, like in the war against the Parshendi. And that's why right. he freezes in battle. Um, and then, right. but then also in that same breath, um, <laughs> you talk about maybe Renarin is having his own, starting his own journey with Stormlight. Um, and, and this was very early as well uh, in the hmm. book. Huh. Um, I, don't, I, I don't remember that second part. And then uh, of, say, of saying that or why I would say that. Yeah, I, I think we had a few hints and it's and so you you touch on it again in the same episode a little bit later. Um hmm. because he starts uh, you you think that maybe he's healing his eyes because he's not wearing his glasses as much anymore. Right. And so right. when yes when and that they was start fairly talking, early on. Yeah, yeah, when they start talking about him healing his eyes, that's when you really kind of double down about oh, I maybe Renarin is doing something with Stormlight because we've we've seen Kaladin heal himself a little bit at that point. Right. And you right, start thinking that right. maybe Renarin is also healing himself at that point. Um and then and then yeah, later on go. later on you you start asking if or talking about Renarin becoming a Knight Radiant. So Yep. Yeah, that's true. Because because of his character, I think what what it, what that what sold me on that as a possibility in this book was when he went into the ring with with Adolin during the yeah so that for me coupled with what he did in Way of Kings with his father right at the beginning of the book with the great shell right mhm Sean's favorite part ever yeah that's when uh, that's when he comes out and says uh, father is there anything i can do to help he says it in right. exactly that voice i think right <laughs> like very normal like a normal totally teenage normal voice, voice no high pitch no squealing no, you know, no cracking you know what's funny is that is that whenever you just did it normal that was wrong to me now 
it like it sounded <laughs> it didn't feel, wrong. It didn't feel good. Like did so, it? in my mind, yeah. I'm like imagining Renarin in this epic moment, and then of course you just said it in this a regular way. voice. Yeah, and now I'm not used to it because when it comes out of your mouth, I'm expecting you. The Renarin voice. <laughs> My plan has worked, is so, what you're saying. So now your it has worked. Your yeah. evil plan has worked. I will acquiesce to your to your voice of Renarin because now it just doesn't sound right. I am. You can't see me right now, but I'm I'm patting my own back right now. Thank you. <laughs> so I think that's what tipped me off for being worthy of a knight. Whether or not he would have been a knight, I I didn't know. Yeah, you talked about honor with uh, with Renarin quite a bit. Yeah. Yep. But I, but again, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that I knew that he was going to be a knight, but I suspected the stormlight use potential with the, uh, with the eyes. And he certainly has the character for sure. Except I would say this though, the character, but it could be the burden of being a truth watcher. Is that right? Mm-hmm, truth yeah. Watcher? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned that at the end I, of the book. I, I wasn't wild about the end where he's just all doom and gloom and kind of sticking to the walls and like, well, you said you, know, you said he'll have a burden being able to know what the, what's to come, and that right. makes a lot of sense. You have a burden, Maybe Jack, with trying to guess what's to come, but Renarin actually knows what's to come. Knows what's coming, yeah. Actually, oh, dude, you just, you gave me goosebumps. Just like there. if Renarin was hosting this podcast, he wouldn't need Joel to come on the show at the end because he already knows if he was right or wrong, right? Like. <laughs> Um, I think that, uh, I mean, what do you think, Joel? This is a definitely a right one here. He, he calls, he sees some stuff. Um, there, there is, I mean, Sanderson makes it pretty clear that there's something going on with Renarn. We just don't know what it is. Don't know what it um, is. But I mean, and Jack makes a, uh, a really great, you know, um, set of guesses here that I think pays off at the end, which is great. You know, which Renarn one I didn't see coming which was a total surprise and you're the one who pointed it out to me in one of the episodes sean was that renarin was doing all the the markings right that one for some reason i didn't didn't connect it you're, i don't think great. you're really supposed to right like yeah you don't mm-hmm. really get any hints about that at all that would have been an impressive okay. one if you yeah, had predicted yeah. that one <laughs> Yeah, the, I'd be surprised if there wasn't something. The only that we hints missed, that maybe. are is when Kaladin's thinking about it. He's like, the, the, "Whoever did it would have already had to have been inside the palace rooms. There's no way anyone could have got in to right. do it. Someone already must have been in." And at the time, we're thinking he must have already like the whoever the the scratcher. I don't know if that's a like a name that you could give the person, <laughs> the but the scratcher, scratcher would have had to have already placed that themselves I inside. Love. It's back scratcher. So far, that's my highlight for this episode. So far, is the scratcher <laughs> for <All> scratcher. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Truth Scratcher, that's his his Knight's Radiant name. Scratcher. Um, so, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna give Jack the point on this one for sure. Um, okay. Renarin well, Stormlight you. Journey is awesome. I I almost audibly gasped when you said it when we were recording. Like I I was like, motherfucker's gonna get this one right. Like, yeah. My brain was already going so to quick. this podcast here. So uh, it's because I'm picking up on my Sanderson. But here's yeah, the are. I mean here's the kicker is so you've got one more prediction involving Renarin and that kind of is going to, is going to hurt a little bit uh, Uh because at one point when Syl is kind of abandoning or, or going away from Kaladin, right? We don't see her as much. And then all of a sudden now Kaladin is losing his abilities with stormlight. Um, You, you predict that 
Sill, maybe Sill has found somebody more honorable, Renarin, and she has gone over to Renarin right. and is oh. now. Yeah, and that's I did. Where he's I did have his abilities that. with Stormlight. Yeah, yeah. So that one. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna write down wrong but, okay. here. <laughs> okay, okay, guys, list. guys. Okay, it's it's wrong. But tell me it that 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 actually wouldn't be kind of interesting to find out if if a spren who could, had could a, re-bond? a nail bond could rebond. Yeah, that's that's an interesting that's an interesting idea. We well, don't even really know if that's possible with the nail bond. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I think it's kind of an interesting idea, but it. It's a bit like, I guess, sharesies with the spren. I don't know if that's... Yeah. <laughs> but uh, regardless, um, Renarin has his own spren named Gliss, which we uh, hopefully will Gliss, learn a little bit more about right. in the next book. So, Right. Well, okay, so maybe I get half points or something for the... For the uh, uh, no, no, you got, uh, you got a right one for saying that he was having his own and journey a wrong and a wrong one for saying that uh, uh, okay, Syl gotcha. was going to be part of it. Yeah. Okay. Could be cool. Uh, okay. We'll shoot over to Adolin. You didn't have a lot about Adolin in this, so you're kind of just all along for the ride with, with our boy in blue, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in his fashion and everything, but um, there was a couple here, and uh, so, <laughs> but the main one was later in the book when Cal and Shalon are in the, in the chasm together, and they're starting to get yeah. close. Um, yeah. You're predicting that Shalon and Adolin getting close, and and starting to form this uh, kind of bond together is setting Adolin up to be to die in this book. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I, you're right, and I, that was a very real thing that I was feeling because I felt that this book was going towards a death, and that in and of itself was a incorrect prediction of mine, um, because I I really did feel it. I was not expecting. See, it was a wonderful surprise for Sanderson to bring back two characters. Mm-hmm. That is, that's what really tripped me up. I really thought, nope, there's no way he's going to do two. And Which you- is, so, so once Sill came back, to be honest with you, that's when I started to go, oh, well then that's it for Yasna. There's no way. Right. That's it. And so... But you were really expecting I, characters to die. I mean... Oh yeah, 100%. And Adolin was on that chop. If we want to kind of roll it in, at one point you predict that Dalinar is going to die by the end of the book for sure. Yep. There's, Uh, uh, can I quote the uh, fresh coat of blue paint theory, which is one of the reasons why you thought that Adolin would be the fresh coat of blue paint to to adorn the walls. That's that's a nice imagery there. I I agree. Oh yeah. yeah. That's that's, great. I have to say, that's one bit of text that I'm, I'm a little bit let down in Words of Radiance where that from Zale uh, wasn't more either realized or meant something uh, was that. Um, Don't be too yeah, disappointed I, I, yet, Jack. There are still eight books to come. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> your I fresh know, but I, I doubt there's going to be a... fruition. Um, can, well, can I refine your theory here on the mm-hmm. Adolin, Shalon, and Kaladin uh, um, uh, triangle? I feel like yes. the reason why you thought Adolin would die was because there's no way that Shalon would betray Adolin to be with Kaladin. Correct. So that the only right. way the author would be able to make that relationship happen would right. be Adolin's death. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's why... 
in my mind, that's why Adolin. It's funny. I love I love talking about this with you guys because all the goosebumps that I was feeling as I was reading it, I'm having again in the same way that I was nervous for that character or whatever. Think so about this, Jack. It's amazing Think about the inception visceral. that happens when you, we're talking about it, you're getting goosebumps, and there's probably someone listening to this episode that is probably getting goosebumps with us listening to it. So it's just like three levels deep of goosebumps. <laughs> Whoa, dude. dude. Goosebumps inception. from goosebumps from goosebumps. <laughs> right, right. Um, so um, uh, that's a wrong okay, one. Okay, so that's, that's a wrong a one. big wrong. But you know yeah. what? I, you know, I said we, we said we weren't going to do pending i'm actually going to put it in pending because the oh. relationship between kaladin adolin and shallan has not been decided at the end of this book uh, uh, uh. no i'm just saying okay thank you at the thank end you of for Words saying of Radiance, that because the 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 relationship has not been really decided it looks like i mean at the very end shallan gives uh adolin quite the romantic kiss quite the sexy moment there between those oh, two. oh yeah so that was wonderfully she is definitely too. into him yeah. but that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that your prediction of adolin dying and shallan and kaladin being together because after it could still right. happen there like i said there's still eight books to come so i'm gonna put it in pending for now what do you think joel is that is that fair hmm. yeah i think that's fair fascinating okay I, I don't know if I'm. <laughs> I, I, I actually p- kind of preferred that I was wrong. Now that it's pending, I'm like, oh no! Now I'm back to being nervous. I want to point <laughs> out one other storytelling element that you're forgetting about here, Sean, about okay, the yeah. character having to die to, for them to hook up. You could just find out that you know Shalon and Kaladin are brother and sister. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, that hasn't been done before. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, a little I, Star I, Wars be reference a for you there. Literary. What a wonderful literary tome you discovered, Joel. This is ar- this is literary archaeology at its best. That is quite the thing you've unearthed. Discovering inadvertent <laughs> incest is always yeah. good for the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> We're just all going to forget that we kissed that one time. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's right. out of your exactly. memory. We're all yeah. going to forget that. Right. Damn, dude. Uh, <laughs> I have a whole new take on alcoves. Can I change my answer for the joke to creme brulee now? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no. Oh, no. Uh, so what do you got next, Joel? <clears throat> All right. Um, so another one, I, I've got kind of uh, Kaladin and Bridge 4 kind of lumped in, and, and you don't have a lot of predictions okay. here, um, but one that was really cool that you predicted early. Um uh, Huh. only less than halfway through less than halfway through this uh the series um okay. kaladin, you predicted that kaladin was going to was going to teach bridge for how to be radiance um and we get a just a tiny yeah. little bit of a payoff with the lopen at the end of this book that's we true. do yeah that's right dude that <laughs> More is goosebumps. awesome <laughs> You're right, because I remember saying that, but then, but then I was thinking as you were saying it, reminding me of it, I'm thinking, okay, well, yeah, but that didn't happen. But then it kind of did happen. Mm-hmm. Just I love, one, how, one I love how you can have case, moments but... where you're reading the book and you get goosebumps, and then Joel's literally telling you what you said earlier, and that gives you goosebumps too. Like, <laughs> dude, my dude, own I words am, you know are what? amazing. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure what, there's a, there's a lot of th- you guys that say the word investing or invested or whatever. I don't know what that means yet. 
uh, I've seen it in the chat or whatever. Or if I do, if if I'm supposed to know what it means, then I've forgotten. It's what been it, it's been understand. said the the word invest investiture has come up yeah, a bunch in this book, but it hasn't fully been explained to you yet. Um, one okay. of the things that so you and I, I will have to do maybe this summer is we may have to do like a mini zode and go through the Ars Arcanum at the end of the, the book. Ars Arcanum, there might yeah, be some sure. stuff back there that'll explain it. Um, we've been actually been okay. asked by a couple of people to cover it. So to cover it, yeah, sure. Well, okay, so I'm invested. That's why it keeps happening because, you know, I when when I tell you that I'm, you know, imagining these characters in this world, and uh, you know, it's it's become a very real thing for me again because Sean and I have done this this storm pod in the way that we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel closer to this book as a as a fictional experience more so than anything else I've ever read. Right. I think I can honestly say that. So, yeah. so then, um, bridge four. Kaladin teaches bridge four how to be radiant. He doesn't necessarily teach he them. He doesn't. However, kind of learns one on of his the own, main. Yeah. Well, there's that, but it's not just that. I, I, I do want to give this to you because while Kaladin oh. is trying to figure out how to use his powers, he's surrounded mm-hmm. himself with a very tight group of people: Rock, mm-hmm. Sigzil. And the Lopen. Yep. So, of the three yeah. people who were to do it on their own after Kaladin, it would make sense that it was these three people, one of these three people, because they were there to right. see how he struggled with it at the beginning. So, yeah, I want to give it to you. What do you think, Joel? Is that a good one? Yeah, I think so. I mean, especially because it was so so early in the story, and and I think the prediction just came out of at one point the the Bridgemen were just being particularly badass, and Jack was right. like, "Well, are they?" maybe they're learning how to be radiance too. And there was no, no clues or nothing really pointing towards that. So yeah. uh, this was one where the discord kind of went a little bit wild. Cause they, they were like, you know, oh, it's so early and, and there's no, there's nothing here that is there's, saying that this should be the case. And so you picking up on that, that early was pretty impressive. There is a tiny little and hint I'll here. And I'll say that I, go ahead, I, Jack. I, I, I don't think I, I was, in any way, and I still don't think, even with the Lopen um, uh, realization or component, I don't necessarily think that they're going to become Knights Radiant, like part of the orders. Um, but if, but I think where I was going with it is, if Kaladin could elevate Bridge Four in any way, he would do it. Right. Absolutely. What I was just going to so, add here was that there is a tiny little morsel in one of the mm. visions that Dalinar has when he is at the pure lake and he's one of these men fighting alongside a knight radiant and the knight radiant's men the people that follow her i think it's her right. in battle all start to glow right. so there is the a tiny did, right. little morsel in there that it's possible or that something right. is going on so yeah it's um it's beautiful it's just awesome I'll I'll add that to a thing that I want more of, uh, just as a little aside, is uh, more 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 pure lake. I would like to see that oh. in more in um, yeah in the upcoming Absolutely. books. Um, so another just another small one uh, about Kaladin and Bridge Four, um, but in uh, about halfway through the book, um, you start predicting that Relaine might be a spy. For did I did I indicate for who or was he spying for the Parshendi or for yeah I, I believe you're for the you're for predicting for that the Parshendi. he might be a spy for the Parshendi um, yeah yeah because because he's kind of uh, you know 
almost suspiciously um like not participating in things and and you start to find out about i believe this is when you were finding out about like um like dull form and the different parshendi forms and Mm -hmm. that is what kind of sparked your uh your thought that's right during the first uh uh, interludes probably yeah yeah Uh, now you know what's you know what's funny that you mentioned relaine um I'm not quite clear as to how he was positioned as a spy and for whom. Is he reporting to Venli, to Eshenai? Was he supposed to become a part of Bridge 4? Um, no, I think he was in the war camps um, spying on the the Alethi. And then okay. they realized for he who? wasn't, he didn't belong there. That he was a Parshman who didn't wasn't accounted for, so they sent him to the the, the bridge crews. They he was never meant to, to be crew. in the bridge crews. He was meant to be just a wandering spy in and amongst the the, the, the war camps to okay. bring intel. And then he got okay. caught by the Alethi, not necessarily for being a spy, but for just being a Parshman who didn't belong there. And then he got sent to Bridge Four instead. Okay. So it's just kind so, of a happy accident that he ended up there. It was an accident. Yeah. So again, probably the winds are speaking there again. Um, but, okay, so, but he was reporting to Ashenai? We don't know who exactly Venley? he was uh, reporting to, but that uh, when okay. he went to give a report, okay. when he left Kaladin that day and he handed back the spear, when he got back, he saw right. that everything was different. Everything had changed. Like the, that his he, people were turning into storm form, and so he, he right. took off. Yeah. Interesting. So can we assume that it was it was Kaladin and Bridge 4 that gave him the different perspective that when he went back to the Barshendi in storm form that he was able to then leave it and come back? I think that if, I mean, this is all fanfic idea here, but if Relaine leaves mm. Bridge 4 and goes back to the Parshendi, the listeners, yeah. and the listeners have not become storm form and not about to, you know, become these void bringers, um, right. he doesn't, I don't think he betrays Bridge 4, but he, I don't think he betrays his people either. He stays with his people, I think, and gives them the intel that he found out. But when he gets back to his people and seeing that something is definitely wrong, he says to Dalinar, these aren't the listeners anymore. They're not my people anymore. My people are dead. So th- right. there's, a, there's a back and forth kind of thing here. Hmm. But uh, okay. yeah, so I think this is definitely a right prediction here he um i mean he this is i don't know how this was a hail mary uh, a haymaker like but you got it right so yeah i I gave you uh i gave you right for the uh for the prediction here i'm doing much better i think with words of yeah let's do the count here the count is five right one wrong one pending this is way better than the first season dude yeah way better than season one yeah well we're good we're gonna get into some eshenai stuff here and um Good segue. Oh, I'm going to lose a few points. So <laughs> I'm going to lose a few. <laughs> well, okay, that's all right. Um, I don't because that's fine. because your very your very first prediction uh, mm-hmm. is that well you don't even really know who Eshenai is at this point. You just know that it's it's a shard bearer for the Parshendi, um, and she's kind right. of calling Dalinar out um, in one of their yes. battles. And you're you're saying. Eshenai and Dalinar have got to duke it out. They're going to go face to face at some point and and have a you know a shard bearer on shard bearer battle. 
Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's your first one involving Esh and I, which it's didn't happen. Didn't really mm-hmm. happen. Yep. No, that's a wrong. <laughs> I still think it would have been great, but uh, but it. I mean, but it's but that didn't happen. It, it did end up being Adolin though going face to face. So you were close. Right. I mean, you knew it, it had to close, but you no knew it had to happen. Yep. But can I Just, uh, can I interject with a question for both of you right now? Do you think sure. things? end up different if Dalinar is at that meeting instead of Adolin or has Eshenai's transformation into storm form negated any possibility for any kind of negotiation Joel what do you think uh, it's hard to say but um, you know there we do get in the POVs from Eshenai we do get a little bit of her like her inner self still kind of clinging on you know and then Mm -hmm. it's and then it's being kind of tidal waved over by this this new form that she's taken whether dalinar can get could have talked her her in could have talked her Mm -hmm. out of it you know i'd i don't think so i i'm gonna say no i don't i don't think that he could have done enough to actually make her give up that form and come back to herself i i don't i don't think that's there Right. Jack, what do you think? So, well, the only thing I would add to that is that, so, okay, so in terms of Adolin or Dalinar being a better, you know, spokesperson, politician, diplomat, if you will, in that um, meeting, Dalinar may have been a little better than his son, Mm -hmm. given his experience. He's gone from being the Blackthorn to the Dalinar that we know. So I think that maybe. Adolin, sorry, Dalinar might have had a, you know, a proficiency bonus on the role, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that would necessarily have been the linchpin in, in bringing Eshenai back. But what if Dalinar had recognized something in Eshenai like the potential to be a knight? So if Dalinar knew that Eshenai had that capacity... Like, okay, so first of all, we'd have to assume, can Parshendi become Knight's Radiant? Right. So that's question number one, which I don't know. So, but if it was possible, Dalinar might know or might have been given a vision or something. And if he confronted her, maybe he would have been given that knowledge or blessing, if you will. And he may have... (laughs) Use that, Why dude. This- you are you are pro at this shit. I asked you literally a yes or no question, wow. and you turned it into another prediction that Joel's <laughs> gonna have to write down for like the next episode we yeah. do this. How do you? How did you do that? How did you? You are like a politician. You lit- I threw a punch, and you literally wrestled me to the ground and go, "What about this?" <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so good. Sorry, I, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just spitballing. Yeah, I'm just no, th- those are loud, all. Man. Those are all valid thoughts. Uh, I think buddy. that um, I think that Eshenai is too far gone for it to make a difference, but it's it's nice to think about though. Ah, uh, see, you're probably leading me down the the path again. <clears> so yeah, um, I gave you a wrong <laughs> on that one. So what's uh, what do you got next, yeah, there, Joel? It's a wrong. All right, so the last one came uh, at the very end of the uh, at the end of the book, and so this is definitely going to be pending. But um, Jack thinks Eshenai is coming back uh, as herself before, like you know, pre Voidspren. Um, mm-hmm. after her uh, bout with Adolin there. Pre-Void Spren. Yeah, the um, regular Warform so, Eshenai, not Stormform Eshenai. 
Correct. I thought she was coming back from Warform. You said you said that you thought that we would get Esh and I re- returning mm-hmm. um, because we don't actually see her die. She just falls off a cliff. So you're positive oh, after that, that. Yeah. After yes. that, Esh and I's, it, we will see Esh and I again at some point as, as Esh and I, not as Stormform Esh and I. Right. Yes, that's, that's my hope. I have nothing to base that on but hope. Okay, well, that's definitely a pending because we don't have that's anything written in the, this le- the next book. Nope. That'll, be, uh, that'll be a carryover for, for the future. Absolutely. I just, wanted yeah. to, I just wanted to touch on it. No, for sure. Um, okay. Well, we'll move into our, uh, our bigger characters here than the stuff that you've got more of. So Dalinar. Dalinar, early on. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe without it, and without much backing, um, except for just what you see happening with Kaladin and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. We're talking episode nineteen. You're predicting already that Dalinar is doing some kind of surge binding. You think that maybe he is, and yeah. so I, I'm not. I can't remember exactly what exact what exact um, part made you made you think that this was going on, but. I don't know. I and I wish I, I I'm I'm trying to think back. I I, I uh You know, Sanderson likes to use his vocabulary sure. very specifically and he may have used the word surge in a completely different sense in a sentence right. with Dalinar you know and that could have been the reason why. I know that's happened a few yeah. times in this book. It could have been as simple as that. I wish I could tell you, uh, Joel, what it was that raised my suspicion on that, but I, I'm not sure. I think, I think overall, I'm not necessarily surprised that Dalinar has the capacity to be involved with the knights. Um, he's so a, I don't know. He's a, I, but I I I'm not sure where I where I got the surge binder thing from. I'm not sure. He's already got some special stuff going on with the visions, so it kind of makes sense your brain would go there, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. But if you can't remember the actual reference, you don't get the point. I don't think that's well, fair. Oh, okay, I'll give you the point. I'll give you the point. <laughs> I'm probably that that's probably one that I just shot in the dark and then uh, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I have that's a, one. I have a feeling that this that this is when it's it's Dalinar doing something very impressive, and I can't I don't remember what it is, but I, I but I think I have a feeling that you th- thought you were maybe mixing up Dalinar's just innate ability as a warrior um, to doing something that's incredible, like what Kaladin does, um, because I believe that that time in the book. Oh, maybe it was the clap. Is that what you're thinking, Jack? It might have been the clap. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that might. That's that a pretty good guess. The, that might yeah, have been that, the, you know abi- the ability that he demonstrated where I'm like, hang on a Dalinar second. Dalinar fights very little in this book, right? He right. fights with against Zeth in the palace whenever Zeth comes to kill them. And then he fights at the end in the Shattered Plains. He doesn't, there's not a lot of fighting for him in this novel. It's, he's no. leaving behind the Blackthorn and he's becoming the diplomat, right? So, so 19. Right. Yes, that is the point. That, that is the episode where, where they cover um, the, the Chasm Fiend fight. So, but I think, see, but I think at that point, that's just Dalinar's, like, amazing ability as a warrior, not necessarily anything to do with, you know, special power. 
Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was probably just, uh, you know, anyway, ra ra raising my eyebrow in suspicion at him, um, thinking that there's more to him as well. Um, and, and and it's an unusual with the with how Words of Radiance ends with the Stormfather, this kind of unique arrangement um, as a bond um, with Oath. So Oathbringer is... Oh, Oathbringer's not even in the hands of Delinar right now. It is currently in a planter <laughs> in Ur-Thiru because Adolin <laughs> picked it up off of Sadius's um, body and chucked it out of a window. Yeah, it's become uh, a nice uh, uh, accessory to a topiary. There you go. Um, <laughs> nice. In the menagerie. In the menagerie. Um, uh, that's interesting. I keep forgetting that point that the sword is in that. That's interesting. Yeah, so, okay, well, I, I guess I was suspicious about it, and but I would say this. I don't really have a clear understanding of how I was getting there, necessarily. Right. Mm -hmm. Just. Uh, um, it's a lot. There's a, we say a lot of stuff in the episodes. It's very hard to, yeah, to track oh, yeah. everything. So yeah, what do you yeah. got? Uh, what do you got next? Um, so really quick, we need we do need to put a point in the in the wrong category here. We already talked about it a little bit, but Jack was pretty sure that Dalinar was going to die in this book at some point. He was fully predicting right. that. Yep. Yeah, I was. And, and at least in true. this book, and he's still alive. Sort of what we said earlier yep. about the fresh coat of blue paint that Adolin yep. would be the new fresh coat of paint. There is yep. definitely a moment there at the end when he's about when he's fighting Zeth and Dalinar like looks at Adolin to be like, it's yours now. Like it's all you know what I mean? Like this whole thing right. is yours now. Yeah. So there's it feels for sure, like it's going there. And you Oh yeah. And you kept Jack was bringing convinced. up the fact that the weeping was coming and the, yes, the, 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 the countdown. So yeah, I, I get why you thought that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's so amazing that all of those things that can point to that end up not being so. Mm -hmm. it's, in, it's so that's why I, it's a really, uh, I'm, see, in this case, my expectations really were subverted and it's wonderful. And not in like a cheesy kind of way. Right. No, not in a, a forced way or anything. It's oh, just that. Forced you know, way? Oh. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, i'm gonna go well, talk to my good buddy freud for a minute um okay well on to yeah, on to something funny, a little more impressive um okay. because uh in the, let's see it's episode 40 so um you know we're about two-thirds okay. of the way through maybe mm -hmm. we're getting close to three-quarters of the way through but before the big reveal with um the shard blade and amaram and all that stuff um, when they're talking to the madman and, and Amaram's getting this information about this cache of shard blades and he's saying, where is it? You know, what, and I need to know madman, blah, blah, blah. Um, you, you say that you think that this cache of shard blades could be a plant from Dalinar. And that was just, yeah. Awesome. Absolutely it makes sense awesome. because Borden is Dalinar's man. Exactly. Right? And Sean had been pouring yeah, out but I, that I Borden didn't know was that then. one of Dalinar's guys, you know, for a right. while then. So that prediction is correct? Yeah, that's a was right that... one. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's funny because I remember thinking out loud uh, just about the possibility of what's going on here with Amaram and, 
and with Dalinar as a possibility that Dalinar is playing it. I don't think I had a lot of evidence to go on that one. Um, and actually, that one turned out to be a pleasant surprise even for me because, you know, Dalinar didn't say anything to Kaladin. He kept it, he kept it all mm-hmm. to himself with regards to what he was doing. And that's actually a really interesting uh, part of Dalinar's character, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that's actually one I was telling Sean in the wrap up that we did the wrap up episode. That is one of my highlights for this whole book is the fact that he kept that from Kaladin. Mm-hmm. Played the long it's game. A, played the long game. And, uh, <clears throat> I, yeah. I would say that, um, uh, that Dalinar didn't actually, um, plant a hidden treasure but he planted the idea of one, which is just as important, I think, because there wasn't actually a hidden treasure trove of shard blades. There was right. a shard blade, but he made, through Borden, made Amaran believe that there was a treasure of shard blades. Right. And the idea right. of that treasure is just as important as if there was actually a treasure of shard blades. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, Jack. I really like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I hope it, you know, you know what I, I hope is that for Oathbringer, I'm not quite as accurate. I think maybe it's, although I'll say this, even though I, I have these predictions, I never feel sure about them. Right. You know, I still always feel like it's a 50, 50. Oh yeah. And, you know, in terms of them being correct. So anyway, um, we've got one more here. And so <laughs> this is pretty specific. Um, Sean okay. actually posed a question to you, Jack. Um, he said, what do you think that the Blackthorn did to help Gavilar gain this kingdom that he built? Um, and you responded that you hmm. think he committed war crimes or something atrocious. Yeah. I do. Um you know, I think, I think Dalinar is, uh, um, I would, I would describe him as being in a state of atonement, mm-hmm. you know, like he's reluctant to bring the Blackthorn back in any way, except when it's, you know, utterly needed. Um, I can't recall now in Way of Kings how he was at the betrayal of the tower. I'm trying to remember that. He, um, um, he uh, allows himself to get into the thrill. It works for a little while. And then oh, it yeah. kind of betrays him in the sense that he can't stomach it right. anymore. Um, yeah. So there's something there. Like, yeah, I would say... Uh, we, know, we know a little bit more about the thrill now, though, right? We know that it's actually caused by something. It's not just something that exists. It is caused by potentially an evil spren named uh, Nergaul. Wait a second here. Okay. Prediction just now coming to me. This just radioed in. in. <laughs> um, I'm getting radio. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Um, uh, hang on. You just said there that Thrill is evil spren. Thrill is capitalized. Yes, it is. When we talk about, well, other words are capitalized as well. Does that mean that's evil? Uh, you know what I mean? Like other words are capitalized. Uh, Does that mean evil spren? I, I don't know. Uh, that's pretty broad. <laughs> 
um, Kaladin with a capital K is he's not evil. Like not not all words. <laughs> we know that honor is words, was okay. a honorable um, you know name for the Almighty, and that the uh, Almighty wasn't supposed. Yeah, to another be evil, another but, name for the Almighty, and yeah, I, yeah. That's I have to admit that's confusing. The Almighty thing is weird. Yeah, I think it's still supposed like, to be confusing for you right now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay. uh w- w- when it comes to, uh, Dalinar's But there was something crimes, else about the thrill, too. There was something else about the thrill, too, that it, it was either... It was at the end of this book, Words of Radiance, the thrill was, uh, it was different than experiencing, uh, was it Kaladin saying no, that? No, it was that Dalinar it was, who said that was, having Stormlight was different than thr- the thrill. That's it. It was Dalinar. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then we also had Adolin notice that the thrill was inside his enemies, that Eshenai and the Parshendi were were able to harness the thrill. And Sorry, say that again? That it, when Adolin was fighting Eshenai, he went for the mm-hmm. thrill and it was not there for him. He couldn't access it, but that he could tell Eshenai was using the thrill, had let herself be taken over by the thrill. And then remember, he uses it against her. He's like, it gives you, you know, ferocity and battle and strength, but it also makes you not clear headed. And he uses that lack of focus because of the thrill in Eshenai to beat her in battle, which I mean, come on, Adolin Colin. Jeez, man, this guy's awesome. Okay. Let's (laughs) we've, we've, we've veered off of this. Uh, no, 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 it's okay. Um, war crimes. So um, uh, he said that Dalinar um, must have committed war crimes back then. We don't know exactly what he did, but we know that he regrets being a warmonger. People refer to him as a warmonger. So we know that he's yes, done that some probably been, yeah, really right. questionable things. We just don't know what those things are. Don't know mm-hmm. what. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Um, I'm That's, gonna, I cannot wait for that. Because I'm he's that got too many rights here, I'm going to put that one in pending until we know exactly what it is that Dalinar did, if ever we find out. Fully agree. Okay. Perfect. Okay. All right. Uh, that's, that's enough of the Blackthorn. A uh, couple more here we get. Um, well, this will be... Jack will love this. We've got a couple Spren predictions for the Spren heads. Ooh, nice. Okay, Spren. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, what, what did I, what did I predict? Okay, so um, the first one, I think I'm going to ask Sean to uh, to play us a little clip here because I couldn't Perfect. really encapsulate oh. all of what you said and kind of predicted here, but it's it's pretty good, and I think you're you're going to even be surprised about it when you hear it. So. Okay. Okay, so I'll play this track for us here. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Kaladin touching over the shard, shard yeah. Over shard blades, yeah. Yeah. Re- you're right. It, it reverberated through him. That horrible, awful screech shook him, made his muscles tremble. So the only thing I can think of here is that if it has anything to do with Sill, somehow shard blades have something to do with Spren feeling pain or being killed, or exterminated, or it's that the contact with the blade um, from Kaladin uh, maybe brings him closer to becoming a shard bearer, which she doesn't want for some reason. That's, uh... So yeah, like Joel said, you said a bunch of stuff That's pretty good, right? What uh, what part of Isn't, it did you really want to highlight there, Joel? Um, so I thought the the biggest part was obviously the the 
dead spren um because that again that that kind of shook the discord channel where when that episode came out people were coming on going this is awesome you know i mean right it was oh, really? it was one of those moments. So um, you, you had a, a lot of stuff in there. The some of it was <laughs> some of it's not quite on point, but that specific part especially was a was a big deal. I thought. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and you know what's funny is that you know as we discuss all this, I'm still not quite clear. Yeah, you know what? Um, Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows that, that you're I'm, still. I, I've tried still to literally very spell muddy. it out for you without telling you everything, and people right. on the Discord are like, "I think Jack's still a little confused about shard blades and about how it deals blades, with Spren." Yeah. But in this clip, you are saying that somehow when Kaladin touches the blade and feels that screaming inside of his head, it has yes. something to do with killing Spren or a dead Spren, and we know that. Any normal non-night radiant shard blade is right. a dead spren. And that right. when Adolin summons his blade from the other side, which is Shadesmar, right. he's Shadesmar, s- yeah. summoning this, he's bringing back to life for a very small amount of time, this spren and making it a sword. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I think I'm, yeah, I, I think, think I'm clear. I think I still so, have. so hang on, hang on, hang on. So if he's doing, so how does, oh, because he didn't use Sill all that time. When he had Sill in his, you know, in his, um, in his adventures, he wasn't summoning her as a blade. No, he correct? only was able to do that right. once he said the third ideal. Stretch out thy hand, Kaladin. Right. That's what's been kind of tripping me up, I think, with regards to Kaladin, is that the Shardbearers... So, because Adolin and Dalinar have them, use them, and they're, you know, competent and, uh, you know, uh, to a degree of honor, I suppose, to be able to have them, wield them, I'm kind of thinking that Kaladin can do that too, but he hasn't been. No. And so I think that's where I've been like disconnecting the fact that Kaladin has only like used someone else's blade, right? Mm-hmm. Up until the moment where Sill becomes this. The only uh, time he's ever song, used anybody else's blade, blade was when he touched Relis's blade in the the thing. When he touched Relis's um, blade and Shallan's, yeah, and Shallan's blade, but he never heard screaming from Shallan's blade because mm-hmm. Shallan's blade is actually p- pattern. Right. So if we are going to right. lay it all out here and for a, a couple of minutes, seconds here, Feverstone Keep, <laughs> Knight's Radiance go and they abandon their shards. Their, they throw their down shards, their armor, yeah. they throw down their weapons, and they give yep. up their oaths. They break their oaths as Knight's Radiant. We know right. from the Stormfather himself, he said, this is what they've done before. They've broken their oaths and killed my children. So... When those Knights Radiants threw down their blades and broke their oaths, they pretty much killed all the Spren that were those swords. Mm -hmm. 
And then those swords right. were clamored for by the men from Feverstone Keep. And then those blades right. went out into Roshar and became these gigantic magic items to be passed down amongst for, to your kids right. or fought over and sure. claimed. And we know that from Navani yep. for a very long time, those blades were just gigantic Final Fantasy cloud blades <laughs> having to be carried around <laughs> without being able to put them anywhere. No sheaths. They right. couldn't make them disappear right. in mist until they learned that they could affix a gemstone with stormlight in it right. to the blade and that would allow them to make it disappear and then make it reappear with 10 heartbeats. Right. Right. So Okay, yep. I'm clear right. on that now. Okay. So the one thing That's that cool. I want to point out and maybe this is a little a step too far, but I'm going to say mm. to you that or I'm going to ask you what do you think that means for Adolin's blade? Adolin's blade is one of these shard blades abandoned at Feverstone Keep. Yes. So that means when he summons it, he's summoning, in essence, a dead sprint. Have we had Adolin's hearing the screams? No, he doesn't. Because he's not a Knight Radiant. But he talks to his blade. Well, that's, that's a so different thing. That's like a I... pre-battle... Yeah, uh, ritual that he goes I, through, right? I was gonna point. Yeah, but what if, what if, what if that's evidence that he's like? What if that's evidence that he has a spren? That that's if he had a spren, he would hear screaming in his head when he touched a dead mm -hmm. shard blade. But I will point out that before that, when we get the scene oh, of Adolin talking to his blade in the duel, Jack does say, "I had it in here." It's not really a prediction, but. Jack does say, you know, Adolin talks to his blade like it's a living, breathing thing. And it's, thing, and, yeah. and he's kind of questioning whether there might be something more to it than just a sword. Uh, mm. There's not really a prediction there. So I didn't bring it up in the Adolin section, right. but I mean, now that right. we're talking well, about it. I guess, I guess I would say this, if it's, if it doesn't have, if he's not a Knight Radiant with a Spren, with his blade then he must have he must have one of the honor blades then no because right. the honor blades would give him no? surges yep give him powers oh yeah that's right right what he has he has a former knight's radiance blade that died when that knight radiant broke their oaths and he's able to summon it from shadesmar use it and then right. make it go back to shadesmar and it is just literally right. a just super that. magical item that does not give him right. a connection or surges or anything. And your question was no questions, just statements. Oh, I feel okay. like I, I feel like you needed to know this. Like I feel like after yeah, no, everything I, that we I, read I, in Words of Radiance, I, 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 and you're still not yeah. clear about it, I feel like you did need a little bit of clarification going forward. No, I I appreciate it. No, no, that's 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 great. Cool. What do you got next there, Joel? After I talked for fifteen minutes? <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Um, the, the other one involving Spren or kind of that seemed like it was mostly involving Spren, um, the, obviously Jack's, one of Jack's big predictions that he was harping on throughout multiple episodes is that the Stormfather is a liar, <laughs> Syl is not dead. Right. And that turned out to be true. <laughs> That's pretty true. Yeah. So I called it. He was a liar. Well, there there is a little bit of um, uh, subtlety here because she says that 
I, I, you don't kill me unless you break your oaths. And there's a moment there at the end in the palace with the two assassins that it was a tipping point. He stuck by his oaths and decided, you know, T, like, um, uh, Elicar is Dalinar's TN. I, he, right. it's not his fault. He, at least he tries. I'm going to try right. to help him. If he doesn't do that, then he completely breaks his oaths and maybe she dies for real. Remember, she says, I'm still alive as long as your, your oaths are lives. We, we're, we're like forces of nature. We right. don't truly right. really die. Right. So. You know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, think back to when I called the Stormfather a liar, and actually, I'm actually kind of delighting in that right now because I'm gonna think of pattern and where he's going mm, lies. And you know what? In this case, that's what it is. It's a it's a it's a mm, it's a lies. delicious it's a it's a delicious lie. It's like you know he's saying it, and Kaladin is shocked by it, pretty much convinced of it. Um, but it's one of those lies that pattern would be like, mm, delicious. It's great because <laughs> Kaladin doesn't realize that his connection to Syl and his ability to have these powers really rely mm. on his choice of honor. He chooses honor without realizing it can bring Syl back. He chooses it for honor's sake, not right. for power's sake. Not for power. He's not told right. if yeah. you oh, are that. honorable, then you'll get your powers back. Then you'll get this. Right. He chooses honor what? for honor's what sake. What do we have for him now, Johnny? Right. Check it's under a your seat. Carola. <laughs> Check under your seat. Yeah, you exactly. get a spren and you get a spren. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's great, dude. That I love that. That's really good. I like thinking about that a lot. That's great. Thanks. Do I get a point? Yeah, Do I get a great point? Yeah, you get Sean a point. Well, well, you get a. Hey, you get a. Shit, that's you, one you point a, I got. Enriching the experience of uh, right. Words of Radiance awesome. point. We'll, yes. We'll, we'll get to the us. other super point that Sean gets later. Oh, I get one? That's yeah, a good you, one. Well, it's, oh, it's a super point. It's not even just a point. Oh. It's a super oh, point. Oh, great. So, yeah. I, I love this. It's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about me more. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's do it let's talk about me yeah that's great let's talk about me baby <laughs> so what else you got there buddy all right uh so we'll uh we'll move over we're getting into the kind of the the real meat of this stuff here um a lot of this book focuses on shallan and so jack mm -hmm. had quite a few predictions regarding shallan and a couple of a couple of pretty big ones um right in the beginning okay episode three so we're right at the beginning of the book we're seeing some shallan <laughs> flashbacks um and Jack at, is spitballing like he normally is about Shallan, what this memory she doesn't want to remember, what that has to do with Lynn Devar, how, you know, um, what, what this memory about someone dead on the floor and what, you know, and then she keeps blanking yes. it out and, uh, and Jack's just spitballing and says, or possibly she's a shard bearer should speaking of Shallan. And right. no so, way. Not a lot of, not a lot of, uh, I said they, that in episode in three, episode three, um, you're, huh. you're talking about Shalon. You're saying she doesn't want to remember this memory. Um, but it has to have something to do with her father and she is possibly a shard bearer. Now I believe in this, I can't remember exactly, but I believe in this flashback, we get someone with burned out eyes. And I think that, I think that is in that flashback. So that may have been the clue, but. I can't remember, mm. and, and to be honest, it was just a pretty impressive prediction for coming right out the gate, episode three. So, yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk about that for a minute because I don't remember it. But uh, 
Let's talk about the burned out eyes. Does that always happen with the death from a shard blade? Yeah. Um, hmm. It, it does because the shard blade kills your soul. So it goes into your body right. seamlessly like, without cutting you. Mm -hmm. Right. It goes through seam. Right, right. And it cuts your soul. So like right. that's why when and that's why the part. Yeah. That's dies. why there's a. Um. Is it? Uh, Joel, correct me if I'm wrong here. Is it Dabid that gets cut in the um in the palace when Zeth? Um. Oh, never remember you know. if it's Dabid. It's not Hobber. It's yeah, Dabid. It's not... da Hobber's the one who still has PTSD from uh, from Bridge Four. Right. Dabid is the one who gets his legs cut. I right. think. And I believe you're right. He, he's able to live <laughs> because check. his connection, his soul, like doesn't go to his legs. Like it's like he gets his soul cut off as his legs. So the rest of it is still in him, but the legs are dead. Mm -hmm. um, right. We've seen Kaladin be able to heal himself from that. Um, through stormlight, but um, I believe but every time essence, you see someone has yeah. been killed with a shard blade, though they have burned yeah. out eyes. There's right, I, yeah. There's, there's that is a point correct. where that yeah. doesn't. Sorry, can can you say that again? Every time you see someone get killed with a shard blade, they are described with burned out eyes. So I don't think mm -hmm. we ever get somebody dying from a shard shard blade that doesn't. So when have the soul, so when the soul is totally you know dead i suppose um then the eyes burn out mm -hmm. yes yeah that's correct okay so it's a it's a, is it a little play on the whole like the souls in the eyes sort the of eyes uh, are the you know, windows to the soul you know, maybe? Whole, could be yeah, yeah that whole adage yeah is it like the whole um, eyes solely solely eyes eyes solely solely eyes like that saying <laughs> is it that one i think it's that yeah. one um Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so that's probably what what tipped me off then is because uh, is because of that, uh, you know. And also, it, I, I don't think it was too far along. It might, might not have been episode three, but um, shortly thereafter, certainly in the beginning third of the book, we had the Hellerin experience and Wit saying, you know, you might have this all backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, with regards to what you think about what happened. I mean, Middlefest comes was, a little later was, in the book, but, um, right. but there are hints of Shallan saying 10 heartbeats and no, I can't remember. She thinks about her time in, yep. uh, the, the lesson in the alleyway with Yasna and thinks to herself, I had a weapon I could have used, but no, no, I can't do that. That's it, and that's in Way of Kings. That's in Way of Kings. Yeah, so wow. she thinks back on what she was. You know, she's like, I could have, I, I could have done something, but then she's like, No, no, I can't go there. So she, she like f knows she's got it, but she also is not yeah. admitting to herself that she's got it. You right. know what I love? I love that that's in Way of Kings. I know I would not have picked up on that in Way of Kings, but what a delight to be reminded that it's there. Yeah, that's that's great. So I gave you a point for that. That's uh, that's definitely that. well deserving because she doesn't actually use her her shard blade until later when she kills Tin. So if you did pick up on anything, it's from right. these tiny little hints yep. and foreshadowing moments. So yep, yep. Kind of piggybacked off of that. Uh, kind of what Sean mentioned, where you were, or what you guys were talking about, where you kind of Jack kind of really jumped on the back of Wit saying, um, 
you're right about that, but he's wrong about everything else. And so right. Jack was using that as a reason to to question everything that everything. was happening yeah. in the Thanks, Whit. household. <laughs> um, yeah. But he but right. there are multiple times throughout a couple of episodes where Jack is still convinced that Lynn Devar did not kill Shallan's mother, his first mm-hmm. one. Um, right. And he kind of goes back to that a couple of times. Um, all the way he up to He might actually this. even say it in the chapter of Red Carpet Once White. He might actually say it in that cha- in that I, episode. I think he does. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then it's all the way up to the whole the lies become the truth thing where um, where Lynn kills his his current wife, um, right. Malise, and, mm-hmm. you know, Shalon finds her dead on the floor and stuff. And, and Shalon thinks to herself, well, oh, yeah. now the lie yeah. becomes the truth. Right. Right. And and even at that point, Jack is saying, right. well, I don't think that that's I don't oh, think that man. that's right, because I still don't think that Lynn killed Shalon's mother. And mm-hmm. um, so he's still on that all the way to kind of the end of the, the book here. Um, so, and then who, at the who, very who end... Who said the get, lie becomes the truth? Who says that? In the, Shallan, Shallan thinks did. that to herself. Yeah, she thinks that. Yeah. When she but now, because Malaysia, the lie was yeah. that he killed his wife. Wife? But now he's actually killed his wife, so the lie has now become the truth. So has that, so does that sort of suggest that Shalon has known all along in a way? It is a very weird thing with Shalon where she knows, but doesn't admit to herself. She's able to kind of like, because remember she said to us, she is not that girl. She is not, she's the one, the real Shalon is the girl who flinches. The the scholarly, the one who ran away to to Yasna isn't the real Shalon, right? So she's kind of segmented her, these memories away from herself, uh, um, as Mm -hmm. a, like an ability to survive all this trauma. Um, but yeah, I love that line, Joel. I'm, thank you for for bringing that up because I don't know if we yeah, actually covered great. that as a reveal in the episode. So I'm glad that we got to talk about it. Right. Uh, about well, it with Jack. so so I think what happened in the episode was was Jack was kind of interpreting it in a different way, and you couldn't really tell him because he doesn't know what's he doesn't know the truth right. about what happened. Um, I think the way that Jack was interpreting it was um, the lie where you know where Lynn is saying I didn't kill my wife, I didn't kill my mm-hmm. wife. He was interpreting that as the lie um right that right that everyone else was seeing that everyone else saw it as a lie even though lynn was telling the truth about it um and then becomes the truth is like now he can't you can't deny that he did it this time everyone's seen it so you know right. this lie that he's telling everybody else right. that everyone else thinks he's telling okay. is now a, it has to be a truth because now he's killed his second wife and that's kind of how you were interpreting it and I don't think Sean right. could actually, that, I remember that now. couldn't actually yeah. clarify what Shalon meant with this no. thought. Um, with that, but yeah. you you stuck to your guns though. Even with that, you still are are were thinking that this it wasn't Lynn that killed Shalon's mother. So um, throughout, even with kind of things pointing in the opposite direction, you you stuck to it. I gotta say this though, I may have I may have been curious about lynn not having done that but i certainly i don't think at all i don't think predicted that it was shallan right yeah we like that was uh that was uh, um i don't know about that actually i feel like there's you did say something in one uh, red carpet once white about shallan being covered in blood and um her 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 calling herself the monster 
And you're like, well, maybe she did it. She calls herself the monster. Oh, right. She refers to herself as the monster. And I think you right. say it in passing that maybe she's the one who did it. And then that, that thought kind of quickly goes away again. Well, one of the things I want to point out about this is that um, Sanderson does an expert job here of, you know, Jack, you, you think, oh, maybe, you know, he didn't kill his wife. And then over the course of this book, he becomes a person who was definitely capable of killing his wife. So your doubts about whether or not he actually was able to kill right. Shalon's he mom. Could do it. Has, yeah, he's right. shown us the kind of person he is yes. or he becomes. Yes. And now those thoughts of, oh, he couldn't have done it, now go, oh, you know what? He totally could have done it because look, he, look he, at, he could, yeah. he's beating servants, he's violent. Yeah, yeah. so uh, br- yeah, good on that, Brandon that for with you. Yeah. establishing this kind of story where we we oh, buy yeah. into the lie as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you're wondering right up until the last minute mm-hmm. because of how he's, he's, he's constructed it. Oh yeah. It's amazing. But saying that reminding me about Shalon and the monster right there, um, about referring to herself as that, that, that does have me nervous for the future of the series with regards to the potential of all of this turning on its head, mm-hmm. which we've, we talked about briefly. Um, you know, when I was asking questions like, you know, what's the antithesis to the Knights, you know, um, uh, and there's many characters that are uh, looking at the return, at their return, not necessarily with open arms, with, you know, with, uh, you know, like some of the characters have great concern mm-hmm. about it. I, I think it's Amaran being one of them, right? Yeah. Here, just before we, so, um, before we move on here, uh, Malise. Dead from several blows to the head, fresh blood, warm corpse. He had killed her recently. Storms. He found out about the plan. He had sent for Aelita and waited for her to arrive, then killed his wife. So it has come to this, Shalon thought, feeling a strange, detached calm. The lie becomes the truth. Yeah, it's horrid. And then the next line is, this was Shalon's fault. Right. It yeah. takes on a whole different and, meaning after you know what the real yeah. story about Shalon's mother is, right? Right. All right, so what do yeah. you got next here, Joel? Um so obviously we're we have to talk about the Navani thing, right? Um throughout the entire book, Jack questioning Navani's motivations, uh right. why she's with, you know, with the Colians, why she's with Dalinar. Um you know, we still have a lot of story to go, but I mostly want to see where Jack is at this point, how he feels about that prediction. Oh, this is like a, a check-in as opposed to a reveal. <laughs> yeah. I like this. I like I this. Yeah, yeah, I like this. I, it's a different well, segment within the segment. It's a check-in, a revised... Uh, I, I, don't, I don't really like this. I would actually prefer not to talk about the <laughs> funny thing anymore because, because I think, you know, I, I think that there are some in the community that are, you know, rolling their eyes and, and, uh, um, including you know, saying Jack, just let it go. Navani's great. It's good. And I am on board with that idea. I do enjoy Dalinar and her. Um, becoming closer, more comfortable with each other. I've enjoyed their embraces, mm-hmm. their, 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 their kisses. I like how competent Navani is. Mm-hmm. And again, another MVP on the battlefield. Yeah. Um, it, it would not have gone in their favor if Navani had not been so 
such a, a brilliant uh, mind and engineer, uh, if you will, with regards to the, fa- the use of uh, the Faber-Olson. So I recognize all of those good things. I, I would say this, I don't think there were um, any indicators in Words of Radiance necessarily that I picked up on, unless you have them in my predictions. I remember in the text in Way of Kings, there were things about Navani that I was suspicious about. And I the two that stand out was, I think, the use of the color red, I think, in a few scenes where either she had a red dress on or there was something along those lines described. Or there was a moment with Navani where she was, I think, um, espousing how she felt about being next to Gavilar. Right. And how and how I'm not noticed, mm-hmm. I'm not recognized, mm-hmm. and that made me suspicious about her being power hungry. Right, right, yeah. You know, and and so that and you know maybe trying to put herself into a position of gaining power, and what would she do with it if she got it? So that's all I was you know barking. I think up in, in Way of Kings, I don't remember extending too much about Navani in this one but maybe you can you can correct me i did i do it again <laughs> where, I, uh, where i said a bunch of things about her pretty I, much every time Navani came up you had something to say about i'm still just not oh, sure about I? Navani. i just don't know i don't I, trust I think her that this, i, I okay. think that i, I might have been a factor in this because i did like the whole Navani uh um reoccurring joke right. which maybe that should have been a question yeah, right. that should have yeah, been I'm lumped sure in with the did. alcove and the <laughs> creme brulee jokes but um i i i liked the fact that he didn't like her so much. So I brought it back as a running gag because right, I, yeah. I liked, I, I, as soon as Navani <laughs> came on page in our show, I said, I love this girl. And I think that I made it, you, made it you, worse for him because of me professing my love for her. Right. I'll also say, Jack, you are not wrong in thinking at the very beginning of Way of Kings to be suspicious of her because Dalinar is suspicious of her, not because she's evil, but because he knows she is manipulative. She is very intelligent. Yep. And he's also suspicious yeah. of her because he was in love with her at one point. And mm. what can that do to me? I'm trying to be in charge over here. I'm trying to run a war and now she's got to come in and like mix up my feelings. So for sure she's portrayed a little bit like, what is she doing here? Like, well, I don't need this shit right now. Kind of thing. You remember in way of Kings, the, maybe the very first thing that started this whole thread was Yasna says to Dalinar in a span read message, be careful, Uncle. That Rose has thorns. When he right. tells Yasna that he's right. with, that's another Navani. another thing. And I had forgotten mm-hmm. about that. So that's one. kind of what started this whole thing. Every rose has its thorn. <laughs> Every rose, and again, red. So I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think I'm out of line here with with. Well, with I think what we need to with do with how Sean I is... felt about her in Way of Kings, in terms of the way I feel about her in the totality of Words of Radiance, I would say that I'm, she's much less of a concern to me i I think what we need to do sean is let jack jack give his own grade on this whether it's pending (laughs) incorrect or correct because there's still a lot of story to go but let's uh let's yeah let's get a check in trustworthy untrustworthy or pending yes no it's incorrect because uh, based on what you have as evidence Mm -hmm. she's been nothing but she was not she did not embrace Shalon right away. Right. 
That, so that hurts her but case then, at the beginning. But then she, but then she did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I don't know again if if that's just a little like. There's a um, moment when Navani you know, says like when she's complexity. talking to Shalon and they're going through no, uh, Yasna's old things, and I think Navani says it's like it's like Navani, uh, it's like uh, Yasna's here with us kind of thing. You know, there's that sentiment, and I'm like, yeah, Navani, double down on my whole. No Yasna's still <laughs> with us. Like Navani helped me that day yeah. for sure. <clears throat> She did help you yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, misdirected me again. Well, but I, there is still, I'll um, always say this at, uh, at the end of all this stuff, there is still a lot of story to be told. So you never would have right. thought that Moash would have turned his back on Bridge 4 at the beginning whenever they were all bonding. No. So, you know, no. I mean, even for, even for Joel and I, who have read a couple of more books than you in this series, there is still a right. lot of story to be told. We don't know where anything lies yet. It's not like the story is written. We still don't even know really no. where characters will lie at the end of all this stuff. Yep. So, Fair enough. Yeah. I think I think based on the evidence, I would say that I'm wrong. Um, but again, you know, Yasna, the rose has thorns. Um, you know, and and that's that's Yasna speaking about her own mother, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. She could have been yeah. speaking about herself too. Let's be honest. Yeah. The lady, the lady hires assassins to protect her family. <laughs> so, I mean, even that beautiful Yasna yeah. rose has thorns as well. Um, you, mm. you have, uh, you have another, uh, another last one here, Joel. Yep. So that'll, I mean, that's going to, a nice little segue, uh, uh, Sean, what you said about Navani kind of helping out your argument about Yasna, right? So we got to mm -hmm. talk about the last big one. Yasna. Right. Yasna. Right. Yasna. I mean, I don't think I really well, even need to say anything. We just want to hear what Jack has to say, because we all know how it starts and how it turns out. So, right. So. Well, obviously, I got it. I got it wrong. Um, I mean, I think you wavered from wrong to right the whole book, right? You hoped you know, she was still I, alive, I, I, and then I just she's hoped. not alive. I and hoped. Then... Yeah, I just hoped and hoped because I, for some reason, I just when I began reading Words of Radiance, I just, I just didn't think that she would be taken out in such a way, right. especially at at you know close to the beginning. I think it's in chapter seven that that she that she dies. Um, but I just, I don't know. I just, to be taken out so early and so kind of, um, you know, uh, it was sudden and it, uh, it was something that as a reader, you just, you had to deal with it. Excuse me. It, it was, it was very abrupt and it, and, uh, I felt very close to Shalon's reaction to the whole thing mm -hmm. because it's like, it literally is a, you know, WTF moment, right? right? Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, I, I think I, I got it wrong. I hoped that she would come back. I had absolutely no evidence until the return of Zeth. Zeth's return was, I think, the evidence for me to continue hope, but still returning, as I mentioned earlier was a bit of a death nail for me on my hope because I thought, well, he, he's not going to bring back two characters. Right, and that's when you said you decided, I think it's and time to let go. And I decided right. to, it's time to let go. Right. Yeah, just let go. Y you know... Because I, the last thing I expected was in the epilogue, especially when it began with wit, 
even even that i was like oh okay it's about wit <laughs> so it's going to be wit with some new character or some you know that's Mm-hmm. As I was reading it, that's that was my prediction. Well, the last was, time okay, it happened, it was Talonel, Herald of War. Mm-hmm. Talonel, right. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be some cryptic kind of thing um, with wit. The, and yeah, like nothing could have been. Uh, it was an amazing moment to have the top line be, um, and just see her name written in the text. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Well, yeah. this is where Sean gets um, his, his super point for, uh, for misleading what well, not i don't want to say misleading he was because in the very beginning you were really convinced yasuna was coming back she's there's no way she's mm-hmm. dead she's got to be coming back and right. sean keeps just subtly throughout the whole book saying yeah sean you know, she's was... not gone jack she's here <laughs> with shalon shalon has like all of her information it's like it's just like uh gavilar you know he's his he's such a big presence that he still sticks around through the book even though that he's still, not alive yeah. anymore and slowly he kind of wears you down throughout the entire book to the point where you go yeah you know what she is still with us like through all of the stuff that she did before she yeah. through her apprentice shallan you know uh and man sean you yeah you got, it, i gotta give it to right. you you really without saying anything outright one way or another really <laughs> right. led jack away from the trail here it's funny because I, I think I've said this a little bit here before, but I, I didn't say anything that wasn't true. Absolutely not. It's all in the text. No, it, it's all right yeah, there. It's all in the text. Yeah. And you, and you, 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 um, what was it? You led me away from her by talking about her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that was an interesting way, way to do it. Yeah. Is you kept bringing her up and you said, you know, Jack, she's, she's right there. And, and that kind of made me think, okay, well, you know, it helped reinforce the whole, she's not, it, there's no it possibility. It definitely was tactical. Like I did that on purpose for sure. But the other yeah. thing is that I was discovering as we were covering it, that this was true, that Yasna was still around. Yeah. And so by me right. bringing it up, I wasn't just bringing it up to convince you that she, w- she had died and that she was still right, with us. Right. I was bringing it up because look. Look at this in the text. Yasna's still here. Yeah. Your your arguments there made me think that you know what? If she hadn't come back with all of the with the, all of the information that you were saying throughout the this book, I thought it would have been okay. You know, be, because right. of all of this stuff that right. I had never even paid attention to before. Mm-hmm. And you know what really made me made me kind of key on it was I think they had said something during our coverage of Way of Kings and how I really loved that Gavilar had died at the beginning of the book, but he still stayed around. I think I used like the right. specter of Gavilar as like kind of like a key mm-hmm. yeah. uh, um, a note that, you know, anytime Dalinar thought of him, we would hear, we would actually get conversations between the two of them that Dalinar was remembering and that this great king, all this stuff is happening because this great king died, but right. he's still with us because we're still fighting that war for him. Dalinar's still thinking about him, still thinking about like the yeah. the words that, yeah. uh, what's that, uh, the line that Zeth writes on the, the bit of uh, driftwood, you know, find the words... Uh, the, 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 that um, f- find the words that uh, a man can say or whatever. Uh, I can't remember how, how it goes, but but the uh, the most important words a man can say. Yeah, all this stuff is there. And whenever we started covering uh, words of radiance, and I realized that 
uh, you know, Yasna is dead, but I'm like, you know what? They found her trunk. They, you know, she's acting like her. I'm like, wow, it's just like Gavilar stuck around for the, the whole book. And Yasna's now sticking around for the whole book as well, even though I know she's going to be back at the end. The biggest evidence for Yasna's presence continuing is Shalon Devar. Yeah. Right. Like, Shalon Devar's development, which largely we talked about this, this Words of Radiance is a is Shalon's show, right? Really. It's her book. I mean, it's her book. So that alone, I think, also helped me think, well, there's no more need for Yasna. Which is why I love that question in the wrap-up from a, a member of our community, I can't remember who it was, but asked, uh, what do you think is Yasna's role for the future? It's a great question. Mm-hmm. Because... Shalon has really stepped up to the plate. Right. And I, well, I think it was maybe Buzzkill right. when we were talking the other day, he asked you, what do you think the, the dynamic between Shalon and Yasna will be now? Right. Yeah. And it's still a tough thing to answer. I think I answered that, you know, perhaps Yasna has something, has a, uh, another task or something to ask uh, Shalon of to, uh, to push her further. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be that Yasna still has a trick or two that she hasn't shown um, Shalon. I mean, Shalon has, has accomplished a lot, but let's not forget how amazing Yasna is. Just because she's been gone for six months right. doesn't stop her from being amazing. Also, when in well, that epilogue at the end with Wit, she says to Wit, you know, I've learned many things while on the other side. Right. So she's got maybe new right. information that she's going to bring to the table now that our current mm-hmm. characters who have been here the whole time might not have. So there is still a place, mm-hmm. I think, for Yasna. I'm very excited. Up. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. That that, that peps me well, up. Well, I That's appreciate cool. that you ended the whole thing with a point for me, uh, Joel. I, um, I really <laughs> appreciate to. that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Cool. Well, okay, good. that's. Uh, so how did I? How did I end oh, up? Oh yeah. Let's read the. Uh, let's read the. Um, so out of what's the tally at? Out of thirteen possible points, you had uh-huh. three pending, four wrong, and eleven right, dude. Ooh, you crushed it that's this a good season. Score. Yeah, you crushed it this season. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you uh, very much to all the people on Discord who helped Joel the season kind of make take notes down. And anytime Jack said something in a prediction, they wrote it down. I think you guys even started maybe even thinking about writing down non podcast predictions when we would get together on Discord and talk or role playing or or whatever. But I was like, no, 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 show only, show only. Yeah, Um, (laughs) if it's not recorded, there's no proof. So. Right, uh, exactly. It doesn't right, exist. Right, right. But Jack does have a tendency to spout whenever we start talking about anything. Right. It's because he's fishing for predictions. I, I do. <laughs> I'm fishing. I'm fishing a little bit, I suppose. But I really don't want to know because it's, uh, you know, I've come, I've come, so I've come two books into this experience and have, you know, largely tried to stay away from, um, uh, not by choice. Uh, well, actually, it is my choice. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to protect myself from any spoilers. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I still, to this date, I don't engage too much with the community, and I avoid absolutely everything online. There will become a time, man, so, when uh, you'll be caught up, like the rest of us, and you will be able to just dive right in. Yeah, and yeah. that'll be a whole yeah, series dude, of podcasts as well. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly can't wait. Like, I was actually thinking, 
and have uh, done with Way of Kings and and with this, I was thinking, okay, well, if we're talk- if we're doing a wrap up, I should probably do some research. But that's the danger. If if I type in anything online. Mm-hmm. I could read something that for uh, sure. comes out in yeah. the next few books or Cosmere, so I can't do that. So, yeah. so I'll I'll stick to my wildly inaccurate predictions. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, Joel, for doing all this work uh, throughout the year and just compiling all this. And you know what? It's it's just always amazing to have you on. So, thanks a lot for for coming on and uh, spending time with us. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, buddy, for doing it. It's awesome. Well, that that was uh, uh, us with Joel uh, and doing theories and predictions. I think that you may be um, gaining in your uh, predictions here. It sounds like you got more right maybe this time than you did last time. Or uh-huh. or maybe I'm just pre-recording this and I have no idea what happened. Um, so <laughs> uh, this is the end of the show, everybody. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, thank you so much for uh, to Joel for, for doing all, all this uh, pre-work for the thing. Thank you so much mm-hmm. to Buzzkill Joe for really helping us this season with the info dump. Um, it took such a load off my uh, my shoulders to do that. It was so great to have someone else kind of be involved, see someone else's uh, uh, um, ha- see someone else's notes on the thing. There's some stuff that he brought up that I never would have seen myself. So, and there's a lot of stuff in those notes that I didn't get to talk to you about because some of them were spoilers. So I had to actually right. uh, omit some uh, stuff. Edit, yeah, so maybe you'll edit see the, the Buzzkill report. Yeah, maybe you'll get to see the actual documents in the future when you know everything in the future yeah go through okay that's cool Uh, well it's amazing what what you'll get from getting a different perspective mm -hmm. right so buzz so bringing buzzkill joe in yeah that's that's great um so thanks uh, to everyone uh uh, that's part of the patreon team thank you so much for 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 supporting us again this year um it's been it's been wild um the the support that you guys show and the interest you show and just uh, i we i mean what what can we say? We thank you so much, and we love you very much. I normally would read yeah. a long list of names, but we're not going to do that today. Um, we're just going to say also thank you to all the sprint heads out there, everyone who's listening. Um, we mm. you know this season has been a, a, a really great success for us. Um, we you know we we really really appreciate everyone you know even just wanting to engage in this. It's su- such a niche niche thing. Two dumbasses from Canada talking about a fantasy book series. <laughs> you know, dropping D and D jokes and creme brulee jokes all the time it's just you know it's very (laughs) it's very niche and we really appreciate that you're out there and that you're listening um if you want to be part of the patreon team and continue uh, um these conversations on discord you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of um and if you want to reach out to us personally go hit up our 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 subreddit on reddit the the storm pod you can find us on uh, um a twitter at heroes of one um you can find us on instagram at the storm pod or just email us at heroes of heroes of Kathra at gmail.com um, I'll respond to every message you send there is not one person I haven't responded to except for that one fucking asshole no I'm just joking he doesn't that person doesn't <laughs> exist there wasn't an asshole um, but uh, so yeah thanks everyone for listening to the show um, we've got some stuff to tide us over between before we head into the next book we are going to be covering edge dancer Mm-hmm. Um, that should take us um, a few weeks to record. Um, it's a shorter book, much smaller, so we should be able to get it out. Mm. But there will be, we will be taking a few weeks off of uh, of recording and researching and reading. We are going to take a break here, um, but I will be throwing out some bonus episodes here and there. We've got a little things cooking here, so we're gonna, we are going to p- provide you with some content, just not the two we uh, the two episodes a week that you've been used to these last uh, th- these last months. So, um, so anyways, I'm. I'm going to say it again. 
Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Until next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Akathra.